Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 79. John, how are you in the year 2024? I'm alive. I'm alive. You're alive. Life is good, man. How you feeling? It's been a while. Nah, I feel good. Uh, we're back at it. This is our retake of uh, our comeback episode as a... Uh, I guess we'll just spill it out. Why the hell not? This is going to be one of these episodes. We're going to be all over the place. We're playing catch up. And uh, we did record part of this episode uh, before the new year and came to find out that it didn't fully record it as we were uh, recording. <laughs> and technical issues, of course, is how we kind of why we ended the break and uh, some other issues and stuff. But we are back. Uh, we are excited. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year. We got a lot of stuff that we are going to talk about tonight in our wish list for 2024 and a shit ton to cover from the end of 2023 from pretty much, uh, what was that? October 15th around there. Yeah. The yeah. LA show blood on the Hills too. Yeah. That was the last episode we did blood on the Hills too. So we're going to cover a lot of stuff from there and, uh, yeah, just do a roundup episode. So Sweet. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so I was trying to figure a way to like kick this off really good. I'm going to kick it off with my worst idea of last year. I want to get it out of the way because it just, it wasn't smart. Okay. So I was talking to you a little bit earlier about um, LA and how they don't have glass, you know, and we try not to talk about it too much, but we, we do cry about it all the time. And I thought, Hmm, I have a great idea to compensate for no glass in LA. How about fans bring the weapons? And as soon as that came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, that's the dumbest damn thing I could have said. That, yeah, that was just freaking retarded. Like, the worst thing to say. Um, I couldn't imagine lining the ring with weapons for fans that go that crazy. Like, they're fun fans, but oh my gosh. No. Yeah, I'd be scared on uh, what some of those people would bring out there. <laughs> Especially for like a Nick Gage match, who knows? Well, exactly. And the one thing I do like, though, is that could fill into other areas where you really can't have glass, though. So let's just say, yeah, you know, fill in Indiana. Let's just say you go to Indiana. I don't know what the rules are there, but yeah, if they wouldn't allow glass, maybe they'll allow a VCR attached to a baseball bat or something. I still like uh, the when they use the plastic bins and uh, the collective, they just oh. made loud noises and they got the same crowd reaction. And I mean, that shit looks like it probably hurts worse than glass. If you get caught by the right piece of chunk uh, coming off of it. But I really enjoyed those, uh, the way those sounded. Dude, I'll tell you, um, you heard it live. I haven't had a chance to hear it live, but that, that shattering noise of the uh, bins, you said, it yeah, was, like phenomenal when they hit on impact. Oh yeah, like it's like the crowd even goes like just as crazy, but the the loud crash of it's good. You just don't get the spooky dust and like the shards flying everywhere. But you get like giant pieces of plastic flying everywhere, like, which I guess could be just as dangerous. So uh, I don't know. That was like, I remember when we were talking about that. That was my idea. I kind of liked it. I don't mind fans bringing the weapons, but um, what show did they do that in? Was it in IWS of Canada where they did that for what fans bring the weapons? Yeah, for the GCW. Remember, like the fans were even were like tarped. And like oh, they shit. did, they bring like weapons to hand, like the first like five rows. Was that in like a GCW IWS or was that a different company we were talking about? I, I'm wondering if it was either IWS or if it was over at the TNT show. And I, I know it was a foreign show because I thought it was so cool. They were like in riot gear, damn near. So yeah, and like it, they had their own weapons idea. and stuff. Oh man. 
Okay, I'll, I'll put it on. It was either IWS or TNT. Those are, those are my two guesses. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it was the IWS. I don't know. It's like sticking in my mind for some reason. I guess so yeah, you can pull H matches. Do you have any? Nothing. Oof. That's a lot. A lot of my booking ideas. <laughs> my all my man. I went through one match. Just that tag match in Seattle at the Washington Hall in Seattle. Just that whole tag match. I went through like so many. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Booking moments. To thank God we put all the pieces. At the end, they put all the pieces of the puzzle together, made me happy. But that entire time, I'm like losing my mind. So I guess my bad, my uh, bad ideas were my bad booking decisions as I jumped to conclusions and stuff like that. Hmm, that's what that would be mine, I think. Okay, so I'm trying to think of where to start here because we had the whole bussies thing, and then we had it all went into a whole other. Um. I don't know how far to go back in the review here, Lord Broski. Let's talk about that for a bit. Oh my goodness! Coming, we we knew that there was going to be. So there's no way Cardona was just going to leave GCW for all time. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the audience felt, you know, Cardona is just going to. Yeah, I thought so too. But then also the back of my mind's like he's kind of smart enough where he might be taking like a little bit of a break, and then like come back to GCW like right around the rumble time just to try to troll all of us like haha you guys thought I was gone and going to the WWE because I'm not going to show up no more but I think ultimately yeah we kind of thought the same that Jimmy Lloyd was going to join it but I think you hit the nail on the head like you said kind of booked it where they might even work together and help each other out and that's kind of what we've seen so far a little bit with Jimmy yes. Lloyd and SDL especially in um that rumble match in Cardona so like they all seem to even though reluctantly Jimmy Lloyd's working to together but uh yeah i think so far you're more on the right uh right side of things there yeah on this one on this one uh, uh i'm still waiting for the fake tan i want to see something different with the hair you know he's had the hair for the longest time just for fun i'd like to see him step out of that zone just just for a small amount of time um yeah i don't know how long that's gonna last but yeah we'll see how much i want to see how much no We'll get into that one. I was going to jump ahead about tournament and this, and it didn't. Yeah, we will go into that part later. Um, the Defy show. Well, hold on. Where do you think? Oh, so like, where do you think it's going to lead up, though? Or is that what you're kind of don't want to head into right now? No, 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 not at all. I think if uh, I uh, see anybody dealing with Cardona means that they're going to help him get to the top. I think it might be like a collective moment for Jimmy Lloyd. Possible. Might have like a very burn off in a match and hmm. give Jimmy Lloyd his props there. Maybe I, I'd prefer it at AC still, but I mean Philly might he might get this pretty good reaction there too. Oh, hope so. Gosh, Philly. Uh, speaking of, did you see? Oh, you haven't yet. The MLW show they were using nah. like a motherfucker through the whole show, panes of glass and shit. Something yeah, to me that uh, Philadelphia is going to be wide open territory for the collective. Well, I was hoping, I know uh, when they announced the collective, they had that one kind of event blurred out and I liked your idea of saying, uh, Planet Death and I was like, oh my God, please. And I thought for sure, once especially they saw Glass uh, yeah. after that show is when they kind of announced it, if I remember the timeline correctly, but I was thinking the same thing, like, holy shit, if they bring back Planet Death and at like near the ECW arena for a collective, that might be the main event of the weekend. Like They should end yeah. off and go crazy there. And uh, they announced the was it GCW versus Tokyo uh, Josie Pro? So, yeah. yeah. I, 
I honestly, okay, so I had an answer that I thought somebody asked what the blurred out was. They thought I'd know or something. I answered something so well because I really looked at that blur. I answered it so well, I actually took my answer down about five minutes later. I'm like, God, I don't want to feel like I oiled it. It was going to be GCW versus Defy. I saw three letters and then I saw four letters on the blur. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be Defy. Nope. TJPW. So that'll be very interesting to see how that all goes down. And I don't know what to expect, honestly. I don't know much about the company. Do you? I'll be honest. Like from what I remember... From when I heard of it, and I think that's where the kind of Machito kind of wrestled too. I think that's just like an all women's company out there. I'm not, I could be mistaken. So that's why I was wondering, like, what, like, that, that mean, like, for collective, they're going to bring in a bunch of women to kind of for that show to fill it up. Um, we kind of already got the regulars that we see with Masha, Rena, Alley Catch, and, uh, uh, SDL, like they could throw in a bunch more too. And I'm kind of interested to see yeah, what kind of talent they bring in for that show. And that's what, if I'm correct in my thinking that that's what TJPW was. Um, I didn't fully look into it. I've been so busy since the collective thing, but I think that's what it was. So yeah, I'm interested to see what's good. That show is going to be too. A lot of fun talent is going to be there. So I don't know how much you've been watching recently or well, the last couple months now that I think about it, but Fatu has been running shit over at GCW. What I'm happy going on there. I'm very happy. That's I said, if he's going to be in GCW and kind of causing all that wrecking mayhem in LA, I want to see him continue it on in New York and the mid South. And that's exactly what we're getting. And I'm, I like it. Uh, they're bringing in Zilla Batsu, which is interesting. Uh, the younger brother, of, I think it's solo, even in the, in the Usos. Um, so that's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting, fun name. And he looked pretty good. I've seen a couple of clips and stuff, not like any full matches, but he looks pretty talented. And if they put him, like someone said Bloodline 2.0, I saw in a, on one of the oh one of the clips. I like that. I like that idea. They're going to do a Bloodline 2.0 in GCW. But it's kind of cool. You could do that with like the GCW regulars. Like I kind of was talking about that. If him, Mason, and some other people, they want to ruin GCW, then you kind of get the old G's, Mance, Effie, I don't know, I hate to say that out. We'll go over that. Gringo, Joey, and all them fighting back GCW. Uh, kind of do the same thing, but with the Bloodline 2.0 with <laughs> Fatu, Zilla, bring, bring back Juicy. Journey's out there. I, I don't think I've seen Journey yeah. in GCW. I wouldn't mind seeing Journey, too. Like You got four right there. So then... Okay, so on to the next one here that I was going to ask you. We have a lot of heel champions right now. I mean, we asked for heels, but we are just thick in heels right now. And there's really no faces to fight them. I mean, if you really think deep, who are the faces right now? And You know, you you have Effie going against Mancer, so those two cancel out. And that's what kind of surprised me too, the winner... Because now it's another heel being brought up and raised to be the next contender as you already have a heel champion. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting dynamic, too. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So we, this got down on record, but it didn't get down on record. I'd like to see Speedball Mike Bailey as a face world champion at GCW. I think he carries the belt well, he's family friendly. I mean, even online, most of his jokes, pretty much all of his jokes are clean. And I mean, he's got a good persona of someone that would, you know, reach across all levels of people. And I'd like to see maybe him win that title. I have one other idea, but I want to hear your idea of maybe the next world champion. 
Uh, Speedball's up there for me. I definitely like it. Um, another name I, I kind of, I mean, we talked about him before, but especially I've seen him all over Ring of Honor stuff is Gringo Loco. I wouldn't mind seeing him. He's still tearing it up. He had a crazy 2023. He has a crazy 2022 even to end off. Like when he turns it on, like when he goes against, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Oh my God! Who do you wrestle the collector now? Psycho, Psycho Clown for the mask. And then when he had that match um, at the collector, like when he turns it on, he's really getting bloody and stuff like that. That's just like another level of Gringo. I think that's perfectly violent and would be a perfect world champion. But he doesn't need to bring that version out all the time. But like that's just something we haven't seen like from Blake to get to show off kind of something like that side that he could get down dirty and stuff like that. So I would. I like Gringo though, but Speedball, I think Speedball would be my top choice because he would carry a company, great matches, good leader of it, but also he breathes independent wrestling. Like he just, you could tell he loves doing independence and all forms and promotions. Like he loves working all these billion promotions that he works all year long and he just loves wrestling. And I think GCW loves, and Brett loves the embodiment of old school, like independent wrestling. And I think Mike, speed about Mike Bailey, even though he might not fit the quote unquote GCW ultraviolet deathmatch version and champion of GCW, he leaves a different kind of version. I think that could carry a company to new heights too. Hmm. Now, for my wish, and I know this is a big one. Ah, Bizzard with yeah, what's up, Biz? Um, okay, so you came in at a good time, dude. So here's what's going on. I was thinking it would be fun. Uh, Storyline wise, Blake drops the belt because he's injured. He can't defend it, has to go bye bye. I'm thinking it would be a fantastic collective weekend to have a GCW World Championship tournament. 16 person tournament. I'm talking the culmination of those two days will lead up to the main event there where we'll crown our new GCW World Champion. It just, it would be a two day thing. It could be a multiple. I don't like multiple events, uh, you know, stretching a tournament over two, three two shows. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'll fuck off. Without <laughs> the time. <laughs> uh, I love tournaments, man. They, there's a, there's a static to them. And I put the, <laughs> I'm not against that, honestly. I'll tell you what, if they can get a belt on a pole, they can get a microphone. I like that. And then we can, I like that in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> the the belt I love dude our GCW's belt uh chases have always been so dangerous anytime there was a belt above the ring I'm like okay some some fuck oh my god that's gonna fuck themselves up yeah. and I mean Hammerstein was crazy dude and who was it there oh, was it god. was that uh Mac no it was uh uh it was Raver one I don't want it yeah Raver yeah Raver was that was the most brutal one um AJ Gray Gray had a message. He just slipped. Like I loved what he was thinking. Like he just slipped on it. Um, but there was a couple of crash and burns in that show and or on that ladder match. But and then I think back to the New York one with Jimmy Lloyd and G. Raver then where they had that crazy uh ladder spot. Yeah, that, that's where G. Raver got her too, and Jimmy Lloyd on the ladder going for the ring. Yeah, you're right. All those crazy ones, but those that's what makes it fun and uh that's what uh <laughs> makes it enjoyable, I think, is the the violence or the the you know, the Something bad might happen, but that also makes it fun. Yeah, just I always thought about, you know, you get into the later rounds of a tournament, it gets, you know, a little more, uh, it's just everything's a little more, 
it feels special. I don't know what it is. Tense. Tense is the word I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. The tenseness in the final rounds. Um, you know what? I'll ask because it's just a couple of us frickin', uh, fucking around here, too. The TNA belts. Um, there was one that had one really weird angular look to it that looked good, but the TNA belts look great. My thing is this. If whatever is going on at the company now worked, they wouldn't have to go rebrand back to TNA. I do find that interesting. Unless there's something else going on there, I don't know. Um, um, I'm just trying to think here. I My problem I, is this. A lipstick on a pig is still a pig. I have nothing against Impact. I'm just saying, if they're going to bring back the TNA name, they better have TNA attitude. There was definitely some attitude with TNA. Don't give me just the name because that's rebranding bullshit. You need to give me the entire experience. I, I think it's the best way to put it. What do you think of it? I like how like the talent was super excited for it, and like I, the fans were excited for the rebrand. Like I just think even on that alone is was worth it. The rebrand and get the fans back into it and have something to look forward to. And I'm kind of glad they took like a whole month off to kind of get the fans even more hyped up for that. And that's this weekend, and like it's my wife's birthday this weekend, but I wanted to go to that weekend and uh and do and watch a lot of those stuff because like I've been waiting for Impact to kind of come back and with this with Osprey coming back and uh, Okada and. It, it, that's a crazy lineup like that they had going on and Vikingo like that was the one yeah Vikingo coming too it's like that how can you not be excited or looking forward to it? but it's also as you said hopefully it's not just for this one weekend and it kind of continues on with this momentum and stuff but I saw one of the titles I didn't see like do they only post two or three of them I only seen one of them so far yeah they've uh yeah they've posted quite a few um I think they're impressive like I said it, they they better bring the attitude I like and hate the six side because I guess it was really hard. The six sided ring was really hard on the wrestlers. That kind of stinks. Maybe if they increase the size of it, it would increase, you know, the elasticity, just a touch of the, the bounce would be a little better. But I guess that shit was hard as fuck to work with. So I liked it because it was something different. But yeah, obviously, if the workers don't like it, then I just want whatever the workers feel comfortable with and want to do the crazy looking shit with it. Whatever's going to be best for them is what I like. But I did enjoy the six-sided ring. He brought a bunch of different kind of variations and stuff like that. Dude, I, I was still saying I, every time I think of TNA, since we've talked about it before, I still think of the pounce. I, oh, that, that. I want to see old dude come over to GCW and do a pounce. Just, I, clusterfuck. Like, that was like the perfect clusterfuck right there. Just... Yeah, especially like, hey, if it's in ECW, like, I can see Joey kind of bringing in some of those you know, those old school, like in Viz, you would know these ones, the ECW, those wrestlers at that time with the rebrand. Yeah, Monty Brown, they bring in some of those guys, some of those people for the clusterfuck. I could absolutely see him doing that, making fun of the ECW, especially in Philadelphia for Collective Weekend. That's actually a fun thing I want to look forward to now. If Monty Brown shows up, oh my God, that's going to, I'll pop, I will pop almost as loud as I did for Adam Cole showed up in AEW. So, my next thing will be uh, I'm going to just go ahead and just start a little wish list. That's what I was thinking to you. Sorry. I want that. Let's just get it out of the way because I'm not going to stop until it happens. I want a scramble belt. I want a scramble title. We've talked about it a hundred times. Anybody that's listened knows we've talked about a hundred times. I do want that. I know Joey just brought back the extreme title. Maybe it's time to make the scramble title happen right there. Just maybe like put a patch over the skull's eye and then <laughs> like, that's on my wish list too. Yeah, that, that was gonna be on for sure the wish list because I we just think it's it's there. Why not? Why not make it just add a little bit more? 
uh, intrigue and suspense to each match and for the titles and stuff like, and just because they're the, the champion doesn't mean they have to defend in like the scramble. They can also wrestle singles. They don't have to pigeonhole them. Um, Cause we like, we see that with Jordan, obviously with this championship being in a bunch of different matches and you yeah. sometimes defending it, sometimes not. So uh, yeah, scramble's definitely up there. And I, I'm still like, I like, I like the design of the extreme title, but I just want to get rid of the name extreme and just rebrand it to scramble. That skull, dude, that thing is so heavy. It is so fucking heavy. <laughs> I got that. You've seen that picture I have where we were all like, I'll show with me and Cole, the one that yeah. was embarrassing that, that God, that sounds bad, but it was, everybody <laughs> was just having a great time that night. And it just, it makes for a very bad picture. Uh, because nobody, nobody had their makeup on, we'll say, <laughs> but that thing's fucking heavy. And Jordo's title, Jordo's title's heavy as fuck too. Yeah, that was that was a heavy one. That was one of the heavier ones I've I've ever held. My gosh. Okay, what are you saying over here, Briz? Kevin Thorne. You know what I liked about Kevin Thorne back in the day? I like the idea that there could have been uh, Mordecai. If they would have done something with him, they could have had a little more time with him. And I know some people are so-so about it, but yeah. I, That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't, I couldn't think of his name. I was about to say like the vampire guy, but I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Obviously, those are like the first people you think of in the uh, ECW, that one. But like, he could come back and still do a class. Like, if they brought back Maven, why not bring back some of those old guys uh, from ECW? The fabulous the rebrand was coming out till she was damn near dead. And honestly, her last couple of times, I think she was dead. And they just like put her arms on sticks and shit and kind of. I don't know, man. <laughs> WWE can keep it. That money can keep anyone alive. You know that goes. <laughs> so, um,. You said Cora Jade and Braun Baker, uh, Braun Breaker. You know, here's the thing: I don't watch enough WWE yet. I'm I, don't, I don't see that one. Gotten, I here's the thing: I've gotten away from it because I think what happened was I've just watched WWE for so long that it it got lame. There was a time where it got lame for me, and it was hard to watch. And um, and then COVID came around, and their presentation was kind of like hard to watch. I don't know why. It was just that sound studio. It was like TNA, which was great sound studio-wise, but without the audience. It was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of weird. Um, and then, I don't know, I don't, have a, I don't have a better way to put it, but uh, there was just, well, gee, there we go. That's a, <laughs> so, so that's just how it goes. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, back, to, back to our regular skate. He made me laugh, I'm sorry. All right, so... <laughs> The other thing that you'd mentioned that I think something that you were wanting to look forward to on your wish list was a tag team tournament, which yes. we thought was going to be the reach for the sky. Yeah. Memorial tag team tournament. I, that, this would be a good place to do it too with the ring of honor, kind of the stuff that they have, the, like the prestige in, in Philadelphia too. So, um, yeah, and especially all the teams. Like, well, they got main event going against Vance's Forever Next. Like, that's a matchup I said I've been wanting to see. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I still want to see Waves and Curls back in there, back against uh, uh, Bang and Matthews. The violence, like, we still got the violence of Forever Macistos when they come back in healthy. Hell, maybe this new team of Cardona and Joey, uh, Jimmy Lloyd <laughs> and with SDL would be a could go after the tag belts and stuff and what well, rejects the rejects are now back in wrestling again for the belt so yeah like there's a lot of tag teams i've 
I've said before, like I, I enjoyed what they did with the tag team division for Art of War. It kind of put all the spotlight on all those tag teams for that show and kind of showcased the tag division. And even since then, how deep it was, it's now deep, but in a different version, not the deathmatch version and a tournament for even a number one contender or if they, the tag teams were going to be let go somehow, like, just vacated like you said like if flakes were um yeah tag team tournament would be fun and i don't think gcw's ever had a tag team tournament so no no i would like that yeah and and it was a great idea because i remember when you asked on patreon brett was like "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) it is a real good one okay so yeah joey brought the extreme title back does that make me think then that they're actually gonna was it on the line in that match? He put it on the line. He did? Okay, I can't remember. Just recently. I have to this up against Well, they only brought it back once. He just brought it back. Uh, he, I thought. Yeah. And then the next day he brought it in to show up oh. or something. Yeah, I, I, I already forget the next day's match. Yeah. Aftermath. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, yeah. He defended against Emerson Jane. Yeah. Told you. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what he thinks <laughs> his, next, his next defense might be? Uh-uh. Microman, he's thinking about letting Microman do a defense. Dude, listen, nothing would be fucking more hilarious than oh. DCW Extreme Title on Microman. First that- of all, that belt is fucking heavy. I'm not gonna lie. Let's just get that shit out of the way, right? <laughs> that belt. Hey, no shit. What do you think? What was the JCW belt? Twenty pounds? I I, I thought twenty twenty five. I think I said twenty five. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing Microman's maybe forty pounds, maybe, and that belt's gonna be twenty five, thirty. Dude, no lie, Bizzard. The these belts are heavy. If you find yourself going to one of these shows, asked. <laughs> it is like it is amazing. But yeah. Uh Microman, you can go see him on YouTube. He's the one who they kind of had him in a little animal outfit and then they kicked him out of the ring. He went like flying out of the ring. Yeah. Fantastic. That makes for great TV. I mean, he's not, he still wrestles for MLW too, I think. Uh in yeah. other places. Yeah, I know, he, I know he's waiting. You know he's cool down south and everything else, but yeah. Um, if anybody wants to, you go to YouTube and you look up Microman. I guess getting kicked might be the best way to put it. And <laughs> the reason might be able to type in Microman, and that's probably what you see. Yeah, that might be like the one highlight if you really go look it up. <laughs> yeah, Microman to me, I think is the smallest, if I can think of, probably the smallest wrestler that you can that i think has ever wrestled i'm not kidding he's he's under two feet tall yeah dude it's like crazy so i got sidetracked there i I get to see the clusterfuck i'm like i'm oh that's the one thing too let's talk about that because like that kind of just slipped my mind they announced it so at least that is closing out spring break uh well the collective weekend i think that was the last event so that's cool at least that's coming back that's i know something everybody wanted in la and i think I think the reason they, they didn't do it, there was no way you could fit that many wrestlers back in that alleyway. Like, like that would, there would be a lot of crammed people back there and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's the only reason they didn't do it, but I'm glad they're bringing it back because now just even thinking all these names we're talking about, it's going to be fun to uh, anticipate and see, what's, see what we get collective weekend. And I did my homework. So if you put in Microman kicked, the first one's going to say Mexican wrestler drop kicks midget in a monkey suit. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, my God. 
it's funny. And I have to, at some point, I'll explain to people that this is my mountain man beard. This really won't be here in a couple of days. It's just, I've, <laughs> I've had it forever. Here's the side and the other side. It's a lot of beard. <laughs> Never had this much in my life. I look like I'm ready to talk to bears and shit. It's great. What's one name you would like to see in the clusterfuck? Oh, boy. That we have not seen ever. That like that we have not seen ever? Oh, my. NGCW. Oh. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage, I think, would... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a good question. I was just saying, like, I was thought maybe you're going to think of some people like for even old ECW. Um, like, just straight up, all, like, original ECW talent. Not like the rehash. Damn, man. You know who could have really had some time over there was Jerome at the fucking, uh, oh, fine, Jerome. I'm sorry. Um, New Jack. Oh, yeah. New Jack would have been cool. Okay, I'm not going to lie because Wizard said it. I was actually a huge fan of Eugene, and I know he wouldn't go over now. And I honestly think that's what sunk his career, unfortunately, because he's one hell of a good trainer and referee. But, um, Sorry, now I am jumping subjects because I'm not good. But uh, yeah, the Eugene character, if approached properly today in the right way, just it still wouldn't probably fly. But it went over like crazy when it was going on, for sure. So, um, gosh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but we lost the cl- the carousel room this year, and we haven't really had, you know, we ha- we just well, haven't covered. I liked your picture kind of like just like saying what you would do because at least it's like, hey, feedback, not just bitching about it. Like that's kind of what we always pride ourselves. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to my mic out there. Um, and then uh, someone else actually posted this kind of not similar like picture and stuff, but like said like, hey, why don't like if the hard cam, if you're going to show that, like we don't want to see the garage door and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, yeah. Why have it a higher angle? And I kind of like that because I, like I said, I like that angle. I think it looked perfect at... Um, the fat in Providence, but I don't know how it would look at the carousel or not even the carousel room. See, it would look great at the carousel room, but I think it would. Look, I don't know how it would look at the terminal because it's still kind of just plain. Um, I like how they are just still adding banners every single show. I think that's a very smart move, and I like it. And I like how they sell them too. I still need to buy some. You know what? Yeah, you can tell that they're really trying to put in some work on that to make sure that they can, uh, you know, make it dre- dress it up just a little bit to make it look a little better. And I do appreciate that they're doing that, but man, they're working with something over there that's just so fucking hard to work with. It's just yeah. like an old building, and it's really hard to dress up. Um, it's just so damn hard to dress up like a parking garage, parking structure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who else we got? On? Man, we got a bunch. It's of G. What's up? G. I don't know who G is, but what's up? Thank you for joining. Yeah. We are doing the GCW Plant Podcast, so yeah. Um, We're just bullshitting and doing it live. <laughs> and we figured, well, it's been a while, so we figured we'll just get into it, kind of have people ask questions if they wanted to. We were talking about quite a few things for a while there. Um, I had to send over a link to a midget getting kicked, so life is good, <laughs> but we're back. On, we're fucking back on track now, baby. Oh, my God. Like I said, this is the most professional amateur shit you will ever Um, one thing I do want to see improve at GCW, um, I would like to see them start announcing the names for scrambles again a week or so in advance, like they used to now it's just implied, but 
to be honest with you, I'd say, you know, people like Cole Radrick, um, Alec Price, Scramble, those are regular Scramble participants. I'd like to know when they're there ahead of time. I kind of feel bummed. I'm like, shit, man, Cole ain't going to be there. He's one of my dudes. I'm like, oh, man. And then he walks in. I'm like, oh, hey, hello. Yeah, midget kicking. Actually, I think that <laughs> should be a new sport or it should be a name of a band, the midget kickers. Jeez. I'm um, tonight. <laughs> um, I I get what kind of why they don't announce the scramble because like half the time it's probably wrestlers that show up there, you know, working yeah. and trying to put drove down there and like they throw them in there, um, yeah. which I don't mind. But like some of that big one, like that that uh that scramble they did for like I think it was the aftermath or no no for NGI, like uh-huh. they should announce that like as all sort scramble. That fucking scramble is awesome, and that was some big names in that scramble and. That's one that, yeah, I would promote as one. Um, I did like how it was a surprise for the, like, when they brought out the Extreme, that was a surprise. But um, the one that they announced, too, the All-Star one that was supposed to happen, I think, at Fight Club with Vikingo and I think it was Commander even and all those people that fell through. Like, those big ones, they definitely should keep on announcing because those are, like, ones that are must-see. And, unfortunately, some, something happened and some competitors get knocked out. But uh, I, for the most part, I get why they don't announce, announce it. So we talked a little bit about the uh, GCW World Champion. How about who do you want to see as the next ultra-violent champion? Who's going to knock off Reno? In-house. Mercer. Especially with this Mercer, especially with this character that we've kind of, I I want, I, that's one thing that's why we we're talking about off camera, the transcribing the old podcast and getting them all in. I got to find out where I'm pretty sure you called it. Uh-oh. I lost you for a second there, brother. You're good. But I did lose your audio. You're good. If you, you if you move your mouth, what'll happen is I will say the words. There we go. Oh shit. I was gonna start like yeah, you <laughs> just your, I was gonna say shit for you. Okay. Um Um Sicknick Mondo is still around. I just wanted to say that one real quick. Oh yeah. I just bought a DVD a- off of him a while back. That was actually cool seeing him at uh, one of the LA shows a while back too. That was okay, just surprised out in the out in the crowd. Um, what was I saying now? What were we talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, Mercer with this character because I think you talked about it. it might have even been on what, the holiday preview show of Mercer teaming with Blake Christian. Um, yes. At one point, I know you said it and we talked about it. Yeah, because we were talking about doing the the ginger team or some shit like that. Or I think you said. I think that's what you said. Like the like uh, the ginger ninjas. Oh, I don't know some shit. I don't... <laughs> but I, I think I, I like the team too because I've always talked about like I like the speed, like the speed and then power, and like that is a perfect team, especially with Mercer's creativity, um, and Blake's creativity and how smooth and awesome he is in the ring. I, I this that could be a formidable tag team and could be, uh, that could be taking the tag division from Mercer as he showed an NGI as he always does, willing to step in, even though he's not announced. He steps in and he's like, that's like the second or third tournament I've seen in just GCW where he's not announced, but he's in it and he fucking puts on a Amazing. performance. And I, I I, would like to see him as ultra. I think him and Rena would have a killer match, but he would just bring something different as the ultra violent champion. And especially with Rena being as champion as long as she has, I think not, kind of would be now, especially if you're 
kind of this is out of nowhere with this push with Mercer and I, Mercer and I'm glad and it could be because of his performance at NGI and the past performances that now they're going to push him with Blake and gave him like a substantial role I wouldn't mind seeing him be the one to take the belt off Rina and kind of a monumental and I know it would suck as another heel champion but I think the heel champions is perfect going into collective and then collective be that feel good moment all the faces win they win the belts kind of like not make up for the Hammerstein, but all these people want to bitch about Hammerstein and how our, our originals lost this week. Good feel good moment. And for the collective in a new year, 2024, a good way to end it. But I think Mercer going, carrying the belt into collective would be fun. And uh, I'm, I want to see him push. And with this character, him and Blake care, like imagine him and Blake just walking into the ring, carrying the belts and how good that would look. And the muscle that he's, that Blake has now, like, I think that would just be a good look. And Mercer is like the new surprise name. I think, for the ultraviolet belt or title. Okay. I'm trying to think of who to really put that on. And I'm, I've really been stumped because there's so many people it can go on, but there's so many that don't need the rub. You know what I mean? Like does Maki really need a belt? It's like, and that's what I'm saying. Mercer kind of needs it right now. He could use it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That would, yeah. Elevation for him. That makes sense. Hard to argue. But especially with this new character. Sorry. Especially your new guy. Like, this is a push that he's never been, and now he's the world champion's muscle. He's now going to be probably out there every promo with Blake, and the, he's going to get more screen time now than he did. And with him with a new belt, it will just elevate him as in my eyes. I like how everybody's getting a meet partner. You got like Mason <laughs> in with Pear. You know, everybody's getting their meet partner. I wonder what that's going to be about. Again, I wonder if this all goes down to some type of a tag team thing down the road because there are so many people t- that are pairing up. It's interesting. And it's like going against the GCW originals, which I think kind of leads to what I'm hoping for, like leads into some special story with those originals getting, or regulars getting a cool moment at Collective and winning the belts and all that time is going to get all that heel heat and the perfect heels right now could be the champions to get all that heat. And then just imagine how happy collective will be just hey, like go crazy. Then at the end, the clusterfuck, just one big party, but the fans will be happy as the, the regulars that they've been cha- cheering for are champions. And that's what, that's what I'm hoping collective. So there's my bad idea already for 2024. I'll <laughs> next year. So you already know my answer, but I'm going to ask you, Who's your next choice for JCW champion? Alec Price. Or do we have the same? Yeah, we're going to have the same one here. I Alec Price or Manders. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting choice. You know, though, with right now, okay, okay. When it comes to the UV title or the extreme title, putting one of those on Mance right now wouldn't hurt because right now he's trying to be the monster and a belt would elevate him also. So I would put him right up there with Mercer as someone who could really see something uh, just by carrying that belt with him. And then, you know, he can shove it in everyone's faces every time he wins. And he can do it well. Like, Mancer is a smart man. And I know he plays his character and this and that. He's a smart man. You give him more props, he's going to make something out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, what? Uh, I don't know, like... Uh, I just don't want him to be the champion of the, uh, Griffin McCoy. Like, I like how they did a feud. It makes sense with the young, dumb, and broke. But then I kind of, uh, with the videos and stuff, <laughs> I don't, like, kind of ruins it. But it makes it fun. I know they're separating it, and I'm all fine with that. But I just don't think, 
I, I like the one match, but I didn't like him. Now I think he's been, he won the Battle Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, and now he's like next in line to challenge for Jordan McCoy. again. I think so. I can't remember, but like he was out there and beat up Jordan again. I was just like, why? Why are they continuing with this? Because so basically, like, you're just not interested. In him. Oh yeah, yeah. Griffin McCoy did win because they just did this match, and they did that. All that hype and build up was done. I don't think it's like they can't build that back up to the same hype. Like that was a one and that was like a edge and Matt Hardy, like build it up one and done. That's it. You go two, gotcha. three, four, okay. it's going to lose yeah. every time. Like that's what it feels like this one was. Cause it was like a blood feud. They were young, dumb and broke. They were the click for a while and it broke up because of the Griffin McCoy. And like now they're going back to it again after Jordan already beat him. I don't like that one. And I kind of hope because he is the next one to challenge Jordan. I hope Griffin doesn't win, but I that's what it kind of looks like. I think they could do a lot of fun stuff with them, some other big, bigger names than Griffin McCoy. And it's not. I, I love Griffin. I just don't think he should be JCW champion in my eyes. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it to him. I uh, just for me, there's not as much personality there for me to attach to. If I look at him, I go, okay, he he's a guy. Okay, and that's kind of where it stops right there. I mean, I do need someone that you know I could connect with a little more i would be very disappointed if that jcw title went to him instead of using it to say elevate someone who's on the middle card of the gcw show especially after everything jordan has done for it like uh, the only title holder and uh, defend it in all those different countries and all the different matches griffin is not going to live up to those expectations i think it's going to be like you're not going to send griffin to japan with that belt or you're not going to send griffin mccoy to the UK with that belt as a name like that. I just think it, it does have to be a higher name. I agree with you there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had to, I had to ask that one. That's, that's always a fun question, but yeah, I saw Alec in this one just because it's like baby world title. You know, how do you carry yep. the baby world title? And if you carry that, well, it's up you go. Elevate it. Yeah. And he can elevate it, especially with all the matches he's done. And if he could carry that belt to kind of other promotions now, I don't know. Cause he wrestles in all these different promotions. So yeah, that would just get more names and elevate that title too. Like he could do the exact same things Jordan doing and fill right in for Jordan while Jordan's gone, even though Jordan's taking that belt supposedly, uh, uh, probably is now. I don't know if Jordan's probably already over from the UK. I haven't kept up so much, but I know he was going there soon and he's taking that belt and challenge. I, I think he's going to lose it to like man like Darice or Leon Slater. And then one of those two are coming out here for like, I, I heard, I thought I saw like they did like a talent, like some sort of talent exchange. Um, that's hmm. what, what I thought I saw. So I could see that kind of happening. Uh, one of those carry the title, which would be cool and having some cool matches out here as a champion and then lose it to somebody out here until Jordan comes back or whatever. Oh my gosh. There, yeah. You know what? That ended up being a really good little question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They all been so far. So far. So good. Um, the other thing was, I just wanted more Lucha elements in scrambles. That's another thing I'd kind of like to see more. I felt like when I watched a couple of the older shows, there was more Lucha elements in it. And oh my God, watching old, um, Ninja Mac, I forgot when he was a little younger and a little quicker how much, and I mean, he's fantastic now, but my goodness, the the twists and the turns and the spins that he would get when he was younger was just, wow. So I, I kind of might disagree with that one because I kind of like all the Lucha stuff they've been doing as of late, especially yeah. all the new names. Like that Seattle one, forget it. Like that might have been the best GCW 
lucha match that that's taking my hammerstein place i think the next match i show because yeah. that was incredible i kind of like what they've been doing i wish we get a little bit more vikingo but i know vikingo's working aw a little bit more that's gonna be tougher um but i love all these new names they're bringing in um like for the last match like the Loretto kids and um that the names are just missing because they're bringing names i never even heard of before they're killing it i actually been kind of just trusting what they've been doing for the lucha stuff and and enjoying it well, you know, um, you were were you there for El Bandito? The last no. LA? No, you weren't. No. Okay, I'll just tell you live. His hey, shit fire! Over, his shit went over like fire, like like fire live. Um, it looked great, and then the two miscommunications he had with Ninja Mac and whatnot kind of threw it over the edge. Outside of that, I'd tell you though, like everything he was doing the fans were eating up because it's not often to see a lucha who's i'm guessing he was six two six three yeah big dude up there and just to do the corkscrews and shit like he was doing was fantastic what's up fire j yeah yes uh welcome um <laughs> yeah ben dino's like i didn't see get to see him live but I, i'm oh, trying man. to quickly see if i could pull up all the names that they just announced for the the one coming up because that was another like six six person that you can't put together like all the GCW is putting these names together and getting magic from their luchas. I think they've been killing lucha. That's why I kind of wanted to disagree a little bit on what you said. But I kind of what I mean. They're all like the old seeing old like Ninja uh, Mac and yeah, yeah. I just wish I had more. I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, Aramis, Flamita, Bendito, Latigo, Are like Arez. That's another one. Like that's a talking point in itself. Mm-hmm. Arez, Arez is getting Leo Rush. God. Damn, I want that match at GCW. When that match was announced by VXS. Oh, that's VXS. VXS is coming back, yeah. VXS, Leo Rush. Oh, my God, that is a match. Like, I didn't even think, but I've been loving what Arez has been doing. I love Leo Rush. And now you put both of those together. Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. ma- if, that ma- if that was in LA, I'd be driving to LA for that VXS show just on that one match because those two are just an amazing pair. Like, I cannot wait to see what's going on, man. Well, I keep getting messages from Isaac about the shows, and every time I ask about Vegas, he doesn't say anything. So, fingers crossed in the next couple months, maybe we see a VXS in Vegas. That would be fun. I hope so, because like, I, I loved the last the last show was way more ridiculous than it ever needed to be. The one prior, Drew Parker versus Arez was in the mall. That, that was more incredible than it needed to be, too, and... Yeah, VXS was one of those fun companies. When they when he and Isaac announced they're coming back, I appreciate it. Uh, I just want to get to Fire Jet real fast. Hey, thank you for stopping by. Um, Bendito Cartwheel. Yeah, Cartwheel's been the the growth that Cartwheel showed last year too was insane. I he's just killing it. I love seeing him getting more opportunities in Ring of Honor and AEW. Um, Bendito versus Cartwheel is going to be fun. Like, yeah, this week, uh, that weekend, uh, for wrestling and GCW, that is going to be crazy. Oh, it's this weekend. I thought it was next weekend. I thought I had this weekend off of wrestling. No, 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 watching. no. All right, yeah, all right. I've got, got a preview show to throw together <laughs> too, and I've been trying to figure out my music. So I've been watching these feeds like crazy because you know how it is. Like sometimes they'll give you a match or two a day before the show, and my preview's already out. I'm like, shit. Or hey, Fire Jet. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you there. I thought you were stopping. No, no, no. I I should stop. <laughs> I was just going to say, hey, Fire Jet, real fast. I, like, I, I hit you up for some graphics. As you see, we're kind of needing them for YouTube. This is our first one. So uh, definitely wouldn't mind reaching out to you and talking graphics if you're still here. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Yes. So, yeah, um, this was something I was just going to say for a minute, and I don't know how many people are seeing it, and I can't really get too far into it. But if you go back and you watch Rick Rude, 
from the WWF in the 80s, you're going to see Effie. More than you know, if you watch the way he wrestles, if you watch the way he keeps his hands open when he does his thing, all that good stuff, really pay attention. You're going to see Rick Rude covered in gloss. There's a cockiness there and everything else. His presentation, too. Like, he, like, yeah, he, he kind of does, like, yeah, his presentation fully is, Thanks, like, man. very much Rick Rude's kind of stuff. I do like that, yeah. I didn't even think about that kind of comparison. That's a good one. So, yeah, I... uh I'm trying to see here. Um, oh, but I forgot to tell you too. Uh, me and Turtle, the wifey, we were sitting down. We were watching um, Cage Matches Best, so to speak. Basically, I just pulled up, you know, uh, Cage Matches Best Reviewed, you know, GCW shows. We went through Run, Ricky, Run. We went through um, the very first Backyard. We went through Tournament of Survival 666. Like, is pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really good stuff that was going down there. Um, going back and watching 2019 and 2020 uh, GCW, there are some people I miss. It's okay to say it, man. There are some wrestlers I really do miss. Going back and watching Nick Gage Invitational 2. Oh, my gosh, man. Speaking I'll of be... Mestizos. Oh, yeah. You uh, heard TOS his... 3. No, TOS 3 for me. With uh, I think it was TOS 3 for... Uh... With Los Macisos, that that was the one for me that was made me a fan of Los Macisos for sure. Yeah, um, it was. I think it was two and seven tournaments. Two and tournament seven were the ones that the Macisos brothers were in. Maybe I'm wrong. Double check me if you get a chance. Oh yeah, was, look, it, it was a long time ago, but that those ones were fun, dude. That one wasn't in Voltage, right? Say it again. That that one you're talking about. That one was the first one not at the Voltage Lounge, or was that still at the Voltage Lounge? Uh, two was at the voltage voltage. Don't, yeah. Two was don't voltage. quote me, but they were, they were in a place that looked like the voltage, if not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Some of those matches, man, it just, oof. I, I never went back and seen the first backyard show though. And that was really fun to watch because that was the official unofficial debut of, um, ba, 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 Zane. Zane. Okay. I'm about to say Alex Zane. Is that what you're thinking of? Tony Depp yeah, in the first match. My mind. Was it, I was jumping over the car? Yeah, yes. jumping over the car and shit. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty sure that was the first match. So if you go, I asked up at TOS three. Okay, so it was three. That's my bad. Yeah, no, was, one, I just loved it because it was those two. Man, yeah. So there was one where they kind of went back and forth. Like one got one Macisos brother got eliminated in the first round. The one went to the semifinal, and then in TOS seven, I think they flipped. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. it was uh, right. it was against Tony Depp. Oh yeah, those old backyard shows were fun. Like there was that one where the guy shoots himself like in the face with the fi- firecracker. Like I died laughing. I like I couldn't breathe. And just I started laughing. You hear silence, and then I'm just dying <laughs> laughing. Those old shows were fun to go back and fun. So, but that's I was gonna say the I haven't had a feeling since like not TOS specifically, but like more like the Run Ricky Run with like the mm-hmm. big storyline. Yeah. Effie, yeah. Effie and Mance, that's bringing it back. Like, that's starting the big one where I think it's going to live up to, like, that kind of hype. Like, that's the kind of got me, like, super excited. And, like, just going back and watching the – that's, like, right where I started watching GCW was that stuff. So going back and then catching up and getting invested in hating 440 and all that shit. Like, now, like, I'm not going to hate Mancer. Like, this is a tough one. I think this is going to be good. This is a tough one for fans. Like, we love Mancer, but we love Effie, and it's – I don't know. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but it's going to be fun to watch it. They're such good dudes, both of them. 
and you know what I mean? Like they, I mean, come on, we're all wrestling. They get along so well. They're so nice. They really, really do get along well. And I'm going to say that anything that those two have put their minds together for as long as I have seen them put their minds together, they're going to come out with something really good. My hope is that everything they're planning on doesn't get cut short and that everybody pays more attention to the little promos and everything that Effie and Mance are cutting online because I really wish, we've said this a hundred times, that more performers at GCW would follow suit. Give me a little meat on the bone on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Give me something to talk about. Give me something to retweet. You know, move that story along. I don't want to hear just about it on the weekends. Tell me how you, much you hate that motherfucker while you're sitting at home on Tuesday. That's what I like to see. And it's been cool seeing Mance, like, even going with Cardona to do the yeah. major, fi- uh, the, the, the podcast of Cardona's, like, that was cool to see. And, like, you just see, like, the Cardona kind of influence on the GCW wrestlers. Like, hey, get out there and get that merch. Get that, get those fans behind you and do this stuff, stuff on social media. It's fun seeing those people take advantage of all that stuff. Um, I forgot. We got these. I got this cool feature uh, on the stream. Thanks. I got to put up that. Yes, I got to put up that. Let's put up that. There we go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about oh. that. I'm gonna. I gotta put up the one that Jay said because that was that was cool too. It was cool seeing him come on. Let's see how long it stays on. Did it pop show. up yet? I did. did, 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 did. There we go. Fires me. Sweet. Yeah, we're just getting the king quirk down. It's awesome. Yeah, just messing around with the live version right here. That's cool. So, so I got a chance to meet George South. That was so cool. Like. Southern, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. He's he's a dying breed. You and I both kind of know how that goes. Like, nobody cuts promos like him. Nobody gets heat like him. And it's the old style of doing things. I don't know anyone else that can do it like him yet. So I'm really, I was really excited to see him in LA. But yeah, I, I love him. Dude. Sorry. I uh, no, you go. I walked right up to him. I'm like, dude, I have watched you since like 85. I've seen you here, here, and here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming out, and God bless you. That's, you know, and that's him. He's a religious guy, so, you know, he appreciated that. So that's that's really my story. I see a man that's, you know, he's he's standing there. He's in his, what, 50s, 60s, old worn white boots, his old jacket. You know, I'm like, damn, that is <laughs> how was the pop that he got in LA because like on screen it sounded pretty loud and I was like whoa good good for him getting that kind of pop oh yeah he went over like wildfire that's what I like about the fans too because we all kind of watch so we know what's coming so when he came out people were just electric they knew exactly what they were getting and I think most of them understood how rare it was going to be to see him now let alone if we'll ever see him again on the west coast again, yeah yeah for so, sure on the west coast and then I don't know how much it was heard, but there were people saying we love you and stuff like that on the way out to him. So, you know. Yeah, I saw like we the bands. Like a puppy, and then we kind of pet him on the you know, head. And, you know. Yeah. That did show up there. I did see that like at the end. Like he was all in character, but then like right when he kind of got to that walkway, he's like, hey, like kind of high five. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I did like that. It was cool to see him kind of enjoy that moment and get that moment, especially uh, as you said, because there might not. Like he doesn't like I don't. This was his first time in GCW on the West Coast, so that might not happen again. Yeah, what was nice is just to see him smile. 
You know what I mean? You see all these guys with their, no, seeing him genuinely smile without that scowl, like watching, um, it's like seeing Gage smile without the, his prison face on the, the, the tough mean mug face, like, man, you know, and it's really nice when you can crack a bad guy who's trying to be in character and he kind of smiles and yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, we have, uh, I've seen Santana Jackson a hundred times, but, uh, Mike Jackson, he's going to be, he's the next one that I'm looking forward to meet. I've already talked with him on the, you, you remember when I got off the phone with yeah, phone, yep. right before, and I was all excited. I'm like, I forget Dr. Mike Jackson. Da, da, da. And he was like, yeah, man, give out my phone number. If anybody wants any merch or if they just want to say hi, call me. I was like, yeah, I don't know if it was a cell phone or a house phone, but when I called the number, he picked right up. So <laughs> probably a house phone. Huh? <laughs> Definitely a landline there. Well, I'm going to see him in L.A. because he wanted to do he's he's one of like 20 freaking interviews we got to cash in on. Because he wanted to do an interview, too. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of, I like when Fires Jay showed up, I was like, oh, my God, man. Like, that's like I said, the one person, I've, you know, I've been trying to get the graphics. That's the one person I want to talk to. So nice. uh, I want to get the graphics going. That's what's been holding up this going live. This is uh, if you're watching on YouTube this or listening on the podcast, this is our we're doing this live on YouTube as well. And uh, we're just going to do this. We're going to roll with this. The graphics, it is what it is right now. We're going to get some nice ones. Hopefully I can get in touch with uh, someone as talented as Fire J. We'll get the graphics and then, then we'll get the interviews going. And uh, yeah, make this a little bit more professional as the biz said. Uh, he goes, uh, where he goes, your guys' stream already looks nicer than Ray- Rene Dupree. So we're going to make it look even nicer here in the next couple months. And John's oh, got his man. magic that he's going to make uh, the podcast sound tremendously better. Well, I'm and, practicing, yeah. but we're getting there. I'm no, excited it, to see all this stuff. Yeah, and then of course, once we get back into the review of yep. things, I'm going to start kind of putting in some clips and notes. So if we're talking about, say, uh, a promo that Effie cut, I'm just going to put the 30, 45 second Effie promo clip directly into the podcast, so you can actually hear what the hell's going on. Um, let's see, who else? Who else? What else? I don't know. I was just so excited about. Um, I was just so damn excited about seeing um, George South. I almost said Mike Jackson. I'm yeah. my notes at the same time, so I got my my fingers on three different things here at once. Uh, NGI eight, how are you uh, feeling about how that went down? You had to be happy, dude. Oh yeah, I I was ecstatic. Um, uh, I'll pull it up here real fast, so that way I could uh, make sure I get my notes right here, but. Miedo fucking deserved it. Yes. Love seeing it. Love like the the excitement at the end. Like that's what gets me with him and him and Ciclope at the end. You know, like he's just like the relief and the love. And he's just so happy. Like you could tell he didn't want to be anywhere else other than right there, that ring in the terminal, getting the love from the GCW fans. Like he loved it and soaked that moment in. He fucking tore it up. Uh, that NGI was fucking insane. I wish Frank, maybe one of these next podcasts we do, like we had Frank that we had on before. Yeah, um, bring him in. He was there front one. I would love to hear all the stories that they have about the, everything uh, happening up front in the front row. But NGI was was insane. Um, yeah, the first match, the women's match, I thought was really good. I I I didn't think a lot of people knew kind of uh, Raz and Sarah. I just knew of her just because the people I met uh, – in Phoenix that uh, they kind of brought it up and showed me some of her clips. And, uh, yeah. She was badass, so I was excited. That match was killer, but that whole tournament was insane. Like, 
I, I loved it. And um, then as we talked about that scramble in the middle, that was a f- super fun scramble. NGI was a perfectly done tournament yeah. match. Uh, a fire jab. I wish you were here so I could you hear these phrases. That Those videos in between the, yeah. the matches were so perfect. They got hyped. And man, like even the, like to have it, NGI done for the aftermath the next night. He had those videos and clips and packages done. Like it was, it, it was incredible. Like NGI was insane. That that weekend was the perfect way to end GCW 2024. And I kind of got like a little uh, Christmas present as he did the exact idea that I asked for on uh, the Twitter space. And I said, is Nick Gage and June Kasai going to be the last match of 2023 and the first match of 2024? Yes. And sure as shit, it happened. And I fucking popped. I heard the crowd. Like I watched it on delay. So I didn't, I didn't even know what time it was live happening. Like I assumed it was getting close to midnight. I kind of heard like they were kind of giving updates, but then they did mention like before that that match was going to be uh, doing that. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Cause I brought that up to Brett on a Twitter space and he was like, just kind of, as you said, huh, that's a good idea. So yeah. seeing one of my ideas kind of pop up, even though he probably had that in mind was good, but NGI was, uh, was fun. What did you think? I know you're a big John Wayne Murdoch fan and he had a, a fun tournament too. And, like that, that made him, or like the run that he went on. We talk about Miedo. John Wayne Murdoch went through a who's who during that tournament and put on an incredible performance. So, um, so we're talking NGI, and I wanted to see what your thoughts were because one thing I was just about to like, what I was about to get to was I loved how they named and had the different, uh, not stipulations, but different names and styles for each match where we had the Escalero. Okay, hold on, I got it right here. The ultraviolet jungle of death, the barbed wire warfare, the round or city glass death match, boards of brutality, doorway to destruction, and then finally, yeah, the Escalera de la Huerta death match. I loved how they had all those different kind of names to it and kind of themes to each match. That brought something unique to it. It's beautiful, is what it is. I'm trying to look up, yeah, the old seven. Here we go. I got to seven. Do they do the same thing on seven? No. So last year they did not name it. But I thought like one of the years before they did have all these different kind of styles and matches. So I thought it would be something that uh, NGI exclusive. But I did enjoy that because uh, I like the names and it made it all a little bit more fun. So the one thing that I wanted to point out first, did you see Emil's jacket at the NGI 8? He had the like blue, like the light blue, the WCW jacket, like an, uh, an OG WCW jacket. Oh yeah, nah. <laughs> I, did, I I probably saw it, but I just don't remember it. Um, I know I used to remember all those shirts he wore. The fans. AC crowd was nuts. I, I wanted to see what you thought of that because they were loud. You know, it was nice to hear. Sometimes a lot of sound has been lost, or the fans have kind of been lost in the size of the terminal. So it was nice that something had been happening there. Also, I noticed that they were trying to get more fan sound pumped into the. Uh, the audio at home because every now and then you could hear it come in really good and spike yeah and i'll take it any effort is better than none i really do want to hear what we hear live because anybody who's been to a show knows it is so crazy live but then when you come home and watch it you're like i don't remember it was that quiet that's yeah, like- la shows got good like that and I've I've said it before, I'll say it here just for fun. But yeah, there's been times I've come home like, oh my God, that LA show was so good. And then I watch it and it sounds like a Friday night at a Chili's. And I'm like, wait, well, no, <laughs> right here. Um, but yeah, I watched the MLW show, the recent one, since we're talking about every every kind of wrestling here. And they did a great job with their sound for their fans. 
All that they did was they had two microphones pointed directly at their fans, hung up directly above the ring, but way up there. So that's how they were getting their fans mic'd, and it sounded pretty damn good. So I'm hoping they get that figured out, and I know that they're trying. I talk to them. I know that they're trying. I'm up. I'm so nice, and <laughs> uh, I'm so, I, I try to be nice to them, but at the same time say, hey, man is there any way we can do this? Like they've even given me advice on that board that I bought on like what brands to buy. Oh, really? Yeah. So nice. the crew at GPW has been really fucking nice to me. Um, what was your thoughts on? Oh, God, go. I was just going to say, I recommend watching this thing in full. Every single match was good. And I can't always say that every single match here fucking rocked. What was your thoughts on fought two? Fought two. Um, Okay, so I'm just trying to remember. Give me a second here because I have to actually test and check my notes here on him. He went out in the first round, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's bullshit. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, I thought he killed it. He he did kill it. Absolutely. My my problem was this here. I if anybody pays attention, John Wayne Murdoch is always in the finals of almost any GCW tournament he's ever been in. If you want to see who's going to be in the finals, there's a like solid 90% chance that John Wayne Murdoch will be one of the finalists. He's one of the best you could have in the ring as a deathmatcher. He's extremely safe in what he does. And if you wanted to have your important person in someone's hand for a deathmatch, he's, he's a very good one to have. He shows up and he does his job just like Mercer, like we were saying, just Mercer. Yeah. Dude, I didn't I didn't touch on that enough, but dude, what he did in that match was wow. I mean, come on, just oh yeah, hey, you want to do a deathmatch tournament? Throw your shit on, you're going out. Ooh. Yep. Uh I, Jacob, like I loved how he just dove into it. Like he literally dove into the glass outside. Like he went balls to the wall. Like it was only a short, like we got him like short first, where like it's fine, it's perfect for him, especially that he might have wrestled other death matches anywhere. Like I, this was, I've seen him wrestle a little bit in other companies, but like this was one of the first, like probably the, the biggest stage death match that he's had. And yeah. I thought he did good. And I thought he showed like those little spurts. Uh, if he were to do it, he'd be a dangerous fucker in the, the death match scene if he were to able to go full on in uh he didn't he didn't wear shoes though or he wore shoes i was wondering if he'd go barefoot or go with the shoes I was, that was a that was one uh bet i was kind of having going on could you imagine if there was a fan that wrote his ass on the side there about hey why'd you put shoes right on, bro i thought you- i brought my dumb ass would have probably said something like that just in just but then i would have got super kicked right in the face <laughs> no nah, he ain't gonna go he's, another one. he's so fucking nice yeah, so fuck nice. Really, like yep. down to earth, nice guy. You wouldn't want to piss off and strong as can be, but very, very, very nice guy. Um, this this Rhesus, I think you touched on Rhesus Sarah for a minute here. Uh, Sarah, Rhesus Sarah. I was I was trying to do some homework on her so that I could put together again that preview show, and I only found one match with her on YouTube that was worth a damn, but it was so good. It was her versus Rina Yamashita. And Rena gets cut a little too hard. That was the match that that got me on. Like that's literally the match that they showed me to get her, get me to go on her. Because like, like they showed how bloody that she got Rena, but how like crazy Risa was with the weapons and like her move set, and she's willing to go just as crazy as Rena is. Yep. Did you see in that uh, that first round match that um, Masha accidentally ate a, ch- a 
kendo stick to the head? Oh, I don't remember that specific spot. No, there's a part. There's a part where Risa grabs the uh, kendo stick, and she's kind of doing her smooth. I'm, you know, I can do a kendo stick thing, and she fucking cracks. She hits. I think she hits Masha, and then Emerson Jane comes around, and she goes to hit Emerson. And when she hits Emerson, she makes contact, and on the follow through. You know how like a baseball, yeah. You, know, you hit a baseball and the base, the bat on the follow through. On the follow through, she hit Masha straight in the side of the head. With oh, I must have missed that spot. Oh, it's hilarious. And then the other one was um, Emerson Jane was being uh, pinned, and uh, Risa Sarah was doing the pinning, and Masha came over with a light tube and broke it over um, over Risa's back. And all the powder and all the shit came out directly on top of Emerson's head. Yeah, I remember that. That one I do remember. She was like, what? Like, what? like blowing it all off her face. You know, she she got a lot of uh she got a lot of love after the match. I think I think all three did really, really well. I thought she had a great weekend too. Her match against Joey was crazy. Like Joey pushed her and she delivered. Like there were some points that you could kind of tell, like she was like, holy shit, is this really happening? Like I'm about to do this with Joey. And she went for it and I think she killed it. Like, and, and we said, I think you were the one who said you would love to like, I think she's one of those TNT wrestlers. If I'm not mistaken that we've been wanting is like you said that you want to see come over and yeah, she killed it. I, I, I wouldn't want to, wouldn't mind seeing her come back for one of those tournaments because she definitely earned it. Yeah, they um, all three women got please come back chance from the crowd. Yep. So I mean, that's all you have to say right there. Um, and right after this match was the first thing I wanted to mention that GCW does better than anyone else. That's having a cleanup crew that that can actually get something done in under five minutes. We're yeah, well, the, we're live fast. Gonna say it, bro. I watched the Circle Six tournament this past weekend. You, you're smiling already. Um. I watched the tur- tournament. Uh, yeah. So I watched this tournament. It took almost, okay, I know why it's Circle Six. It took almost that many hours to watch the show. No kidding. You. I don't know if you still have my fight sign on, dude. If you want to watch Circle Six, I bought it with like my free credits or whatever. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I was really expecting some shit. Like me and Steph are watching it. I turned to her. I'm like, you're a bad luck term. Every time that I watch Circle Six with you, it's just, nah. Like, Oh, you're talking about King of the Death Match? I, I got it. I wanted, I do want to check it out. Like that is a. I didn't hear. I actually didn't hear anything about the whole tournament. I don't even know what or anything. Exactly. Like I do want to. I, and that's fine. I'd rather go into it blind like that because I want to see like root for some people and stuff like that. But it looked interesting. But I, I, I I'm no. not against any of it. It's just every time I've spent hours to watch it, it hasn't been that good. And I know I must be missing the good stuff because there's quite a few who really love it. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's put together very well. It took it took I think between forty five minutes and an hour before the first match went underway. I had oh, the, wow. the thirty forty minutes of KG talking to Valentine. I think, I mean, just they were together. <laughs> and I, my wife is like, "This sucks." Fast forward it. So luckily, it was you know it wasn't live at the time. But um, yeah, I think after match one was done, we were an hour and fifteen in, and the match was maybe fifteen minutes, ten minutes. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, I haven't ch- I haven't caught up on XPW in a while. I'm using all the dirty language tonight. I'm about to say, yeah, we well, we do a roundup, dude. I haven't heard anything of them ever since they moved off of Fight TV and onto their own platform. It pretty much cut them. 
I really oh, like see, yeah. ever since then, the only thing you're hearing about them is when something fucked up happens and they get memed. You know what I mean? That's pretty much, <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? So, um, I may watch it just for historical value to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, look, I've, uh, Bizzard, I won't disagree with you, but I won't say it out loud either. <laughs> my, my personal opinion. Um, I know some of them. That's pretty much what they are. But we won't talk too far about that. Um, yeah. So, anyway, look at uh, dude. I butterfly now that I have like things to talk about here, and I'm looking at my notes and shit, dude. It's like squirrel. I'm not saying. I think we covered a lot of those topics. There's like only one or two that I could think of that we haven't. Hmm. Yeah. The worst ones of answer, Effie. Well, yeah, the Manson Effie situation again. I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing what they've done because they've they've really spent time on that, and I know between the both of them, um, I've I'm a hunt. I know exactly what their vision is for GCW. I know exactly what they want to do to get there. So for me, I'm hoping that they use this opportunity to do that, and I'm hoping it sets a good example for other wrestlers to enrich the product by coming up with their own storylines that we can all follow and watch. That's what I there's one thing there's one thing I'm kinda scared of with this S with Man's Morning and that is SGC. Is now how are they gonna play this into it with Manders? Manders. Are they I see I was thinking maybe Mance and Effie get into some sort of pull apart and then like while Manders is pulling someone, Mance accidentally like hits Manders, you know, to kind of now set up that match and kind of set the breakup. But that's what I'm wondering, like, where are they going to go next? Like, how are they going to explain or are they going to explain? Or are they just going to keep Manders completely out of it? Because I know we are GCW, but how is this going to affect their booking and other promotions? I mean, I guess technically you could do whatever the hell you want. I've seen Alley Cats do whatever the hell she wants. GCW say, yeah, I guess I caught Pants in my own question there, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I just always like kind of like to see some sort of uniform, but I guess that uh, each company is their own. But I was just wondering where they're going to go with that and if they're just going to kind of uh, leave Manders out. Because I think Manders could get a nice little push with a nice ultraviolet match with Manson. and Manson even go over, but let Manders do all the fucking work and get him over like how Mance, um, uh what's his name, Mercer does. And Manders is another one of those names that we said that's up there for a big 2024. He had a giant 2023 and just in store for a giant 24 with all the companies he's still working for and all the bigger things and bigger names he's wrestling. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a great classic matchup with Mance to kind of further that story along, but also that kind of doesn't leave him off to the side hanging by himself doing nothing. It also elevates him. And then, hey, you got that good tough match. Now let's get you in against another maybe a mercer now right after mance get in a mercer and having another strong match and kind of keep that momentum going that's some, those are two names i've been dying to, to see getting pushed and it is nice to see mercer getting pushed now i want to see manders getting pushed and not just left off to the side which i'm always kind of scared of when tag teams and teams break up yeah with manders i've been one to see him on a single scene for a while so this is going to be the sink or swim time for him and i'm really looking forward to what he can do He's three or four years in, and he's won tournaments. He's won awards. So I I know he's got a little ants in the pants, so I'm really hoping that he takes that nervous energy and turns it into something good. My curiosity is, yeah, how involved is he going to be with Mance after this? Is he going to be a henchman? Is he going to be one of these guys going, um, what the fuck are you doing, Mance? You know, is this going to be uh, the secondary feud? 
You know, he tries to talk to Mance and get his head together and interferes, interferes with the Effie match. And he's like, well, fuck you, Man- Manders. I thought we were buddies. You interfered. You made me lose to Effie. And then, boom, we've got a now a side thing going on there. So I don't know. I really do hope for the best for both men. I want to see successful singles titles. And then just like Bussy, you know, they both come together when they need to. And then we can just be thankful for the time they are together. That's what's going on here. Um, SGC right now has three singles wrestlers that just happen to also like to be a team. They're they're all independently excellent wrestlers. I wonder if this could be a showcase collective weekend. Could be a showcase for Alley Catch with all uh, if they're bringing TJPW down. That's a lot of good singles matches you could have all weekend and just put on a performance and show do a showcase. I think that's going to be a strong weekend for her uh, to show out. I don't know why I went to that one. You were talking about showing out. I just thought, like, what name just popped up with that one? <laughs> um, gosh, I'm actually looking at my notes to see if there was anything here about that Murdoch or Fatu match with Broski. I okay, so I had a prediction that never basically made it to uh to our recording and to live, but I thought Broski Jimmy was going to be cheated with Cardona's help all the way to the top if jimmy would have won it and by cheating could you imagine the amount of heat of all the people that came out for that tournament just to have a fucked finish then he gets to challenge blake the next night you've got jimmy against blake cardona could have helped jimmy get that title now cardona has that belt exactly where he wants it on jimmy and he just goes out there, and at some point, he just fucks over Jimmy. Now he's got his belt. He gets rid of Jimmy. Jimmy feels used, so on and so forth. And then all the fishies go back to their old lake. But, yeah, I've had so many weird ideas of how to handle one thing or another. And, yeah, um, Daiju Wakamatsu, that's the name of uh, the wrestler that Shane Mercer would fill in for. More, please. He's... Yeah, he's young too. You know what that means? Young flesh in in uh in a deathmatch scene means you're gonna have a young up and comer that's willing to bleed. So, fingers crossed. We haven't seen. I mean, you look at the deathmatchers on this list here. I mean, none of them are in their twenties. That that I know of. Yeah. Uh. That he was. That was I'm gonna say. Go ahead. I'm gonna say good night quick to uh to someone. Go ahead. That was <laughs> that was my first time seeing him, and I was actually kind of impressed. I saw him uh, he missed the tournament, and that's why Mercer filled in for him. But uh, the next day at JCW, he had a good match, I think, in the in the Battle Bowl. And that next night during the death match, he he went crazy. He's he is definitely one that will uh, go to the wind, and he kind of reminded me of Mao. Uh, that's an I still want to see Mao come back in GCW. Mao is a uh, one of my favorites that I still want to see. Him and Brooks. Brooks got to come back as well. Uh, that's the other NGI, Broski. I think I think John's right though. John like has something there that could be a that could be one way they go still with that with that move and Broski is they could still do something similar to what you were thinking. I I, I could see that being. Uh, they got plenty of options to go with that story. That's what makes it so good. You never you don't know like when you got that many options and you could go either way. That's when you know you got a good story. That was my whole thing when I saw like the bloodline and Sami Zayn at first. Like 
Sammy's thick as stay. He doesn't have to screw him over. Like everyone just assumed that was going to happen. But like the more options and more possibilities of where it could go, it makes it more fun as a fan. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. They got booked for that Phoenix show. Uh, and that was what I was going to ask you too. We got ICP Violet J in GCW multiple times this year. Not just at Wrestle Cave, but we are getting him in Phoenix. And uh, that that was it. That's going to be a fun match. Deathmatch royalty. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, SDL, and Cardona against uh, Insane Clown Thrussy, Violent J, Alley Catch, and Dark Sheik. That is going to be a match. So why it's Thrussy there is that Effie won't be in Phoenix. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if you knew that or not. But yeah, I asked him last night or the night before. I'm like, dude catch me up are you in la and phoenix he's like no just la so uh i think Allie's there both nights though um yeah yeah they are both nights um i was going somewhere holy crap i just went all sideways in my head i think it's i think it's just getting over illness too also kind of has me like in a god man we've been beaten up old and beat <laughs> i feel like this thing just called like three times like uh, my son got sick again today, so it's like, hey, we gotta watch it. <laughs> in the valley, too. I mean, you know, like, yeah, in, like in Las Vegas, everything is is just people just get sick and compartmentalized, even in the sun. passing it. We're just passing it to each other. Feel like that's all we ever do. Uh, the Violento Ciclope match, they had orange crush cans on the the board where you you, you can like fall down on them. I thought it was funny that they use crush cans to be crushed. <laughs> also, they haven't met up in eight years. I didn't know that. That was their first match against each other in eight years. That's, that's saying something. Wow, yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought that's the two I always used to confuse for each other. <laughs> um, Yeah, Vegas does suck. It, it's it's not, yeah. I'm from Ohio, dude. I, I actually do miss the countryside. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no, kidding. Um, I actually have, it's kind of funny, you know, this is, here we go, old people talking again. Dude, there are still a couple of hummingbirds in Las Vegas, and because I left my feeder out, they're still coming and, like, chilling, like they didn't die. <laughs> so, I have, like, groups of hummingbirds now that show up to my house every morning, like, they perch at certain spots and stuff, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, I have to have my little bits of nature even like that. So, it's either that or my two golden retrievers that keep me. <laughs> oh my god um let's see where else would i do i want to mention oh geez the wooden skewer board between violento and ciclope that was probably one of the more dangerous things i'd seen in a while i'd realized it was foam on the on the end on like on the end later but dude that thing a couple times was kind of wow yeah they, they had they brought out some crazy weapons um i wish i would i would have taken notes of more of it, but they, yeah, that was some, but there were some moments that in jail, like I just was like screaming, like not squeamish, but like turned, um, when they kind of redid the, when Violento and Miedo redid the Ciclope Violento, uh, spot, that one kind of, uh, got to me because I guess I got emotional just watching that one live. I was like, Oh no, is he all right? And then when they did it again, I didn't even catch it like real fast. I think like as I was about to catch it, like, uh, what's the name? Praise X said something. I was like, Oh, okay. There, that's why I was going with it. That was a good tournament. Though. I thought that was a strong tournament. That was way stronger than I could. I think I was expecting a lot, but that that was good. That was a really good tournament. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the individual, but the reason why I'm not good with skewers sometimes, like on the board situation, is that I had seen it used in XPW one time, 
and one of the skewers went into the one wrestler's arm. Do you remember any of this at all? Uh, you were telling me that referee, story. Dude, the referee had to pull it out with yep. his teeth because he couldn't get his fingers on it. Was it, it was a Ludark, was it? No, it was one of the other females, the lady that comes out like uh, like uh, with a Halloween pumpkin and shit. I can't think of her name right now. I almost said Hollow Wicked, but it's not. Can't oh, her name is. Uh, oh no, not not Jody Threat. Yeah, I don't what know. He did basically was she had it in her arm. So like, if you can see the screen here, basically she he put his fingers up against her arm and then spread the skin apart and then took his fingers and bit on it and pulled it out. Yeah, they didn't have flyers at the time. It was crazy. It was an XPW show. The referee fucking pulled it out, and he pulled out about an inch, two inch chunk. Uh, that stuck directly in her arm. It was it was wild. That's the first time I've ever seen that before. Yeah, I remember you, you were telling me about that, but oof. never. It, yeah, I put an impression on me. I'll never forget it. Never that that was a new one for me. Um, that's another reason why I like watching XPW though. It's a beautiful nightmare. Like everything about it is so wonderful and terrible, and yeah, they're they are really to me the last outlaws right now because. They're taking in the outlaw talent. They're, you know, they're doing outlaw style shows. Whereas once you see a Circle Six show and a GCW show up against, say, an XP, you're going to see why GCW kind of has their shit together way better. You know, you, you almost have to see some of these other shows to see how good we have it on some of our presentation. Yeah. You know, and nothing's perfect, but. Yeah, XPW was the, okay, so interestingly enough, because it was just asked, the MTV production was originally it, well it was basically an xpw production it was called uh what was that show uh history wrestling society x w i don't i don't know yeah i don't know how many people knew that but yeah xpw was directly involved with wrestling society x and what you were seeing was basically xpw on tv scrubbed up clean for tv so uh, that's why i first saw teddy hart <laughs> no shit really yeah I didn't really get to like see much of his stuff until I already heard he was a train wreck. <laughs> and that's a bad part. Like, even, like, I go back and watch some of these GCW shows, and he fucking kills it. And then like, you just know what kind of the shit that he's done. It's like, God, man, that's just a talent just wasted. And even at his age, now that he was wrestling five years ago, he was having fucking incredible matches and doing some crazy innovative shit and still nailing it perfectly. Yeah, well, we were talking about sick Nick Mondo earlier. That dude rode his body so hard, he retired after, I think, three years in wrestling. Like, yeah. now that, that's pretty ballsy. He rode himself so hard that he's like, I can't. At 23, I think it was. Just, wow. That, that, that's what I'm kind of hoping doesn't happen to Drew Parker. I that's think what happened to Drew Parker, and that's why he's out of DMs. I think he's out. Of I think he just got a bunch of family stuff. That's what I think. I don't know. For the sake of his personal hope, so right here. <laughs> the problem is temporary. You know, so I hope it's temporary for his professional sake. But I mean, if he just says, look, this is it and I'm done it for right now, you know, God bless him. What else are you Yeah. Um Yeah, he's in he's famous because of backyard. Yeah, you know what? By the way, there's still quite a few backyard and hardcore CCW wrestlers out there floating around. Like people didn't think about the Green Phantom being an old school CZW, you know, death match. I was, I was actually just watching like old, I think it was Lucha de Muertos, like company, the demand Lucha company, one of their shows. And, uh, green Phantom was on there <laughs> going against, uh, I think it was space monkey. 
Dude, it's been- and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, whoa, like, what the hell's going on? Dude, I saw Jimmy Jacobs wrestle without a dress. Blew my mind. No shit, because you know, oh, Jimmy like, Jacobs. always dressed yeah. in a dress. Yeah, I saw a match without him in a dress. I'm like, wow, there's Jimmy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, I still don't feel if that character he had was more like him trying to be, you know, um, edgy. Or if that was him just trying to be him. But old school Jimmy Jacobs was fucking awesome in the ring. I'm just saying, yeah, fucking awesome. Um, but, 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 but let's see here. Yeah, that 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 match. Uh, okay, on to the second round. John Wayne Murdoch and Masha Slamovich. That's when the gusset plates came out. Love it. That yeah, that Masha killed it too this time. I knew she would. Like, but I actually thought maybe she was gonna get the upset on John Wayne Murdoch there. But as you said, John Wayne like he's the betting favorite. He <laughs> always bet him to go to the yeah. finals. Yeah, you can always. I mean, uh, Wayne John Wayne Murdoch losing the first round is just unheard of in a deathmatch tournament. He's just like I said, he's so solid that he's somebody you would want to have in there carrying uh, that tournament. And no offense to him, I love like I love his deathmatch work. I think he was more than deserving if he were to win it back to back years. But I got scared that he was going to, and I I just don't like when they kind of just do that shit over. Like they just did that shit with the three P with Cologne. Don't need to do that with John Wayne, especially with the talent that you have. And I'm glad I'm so glad like Miedo won, but like I wasn't gonna lie, that finals I was like hopeful but also skeptic because I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And that, that's a good feeling that like you don't know who's going to win those tournaments. I, I just love the feeling of not knowing what's going to happen. Well, just that, man, Miedo winning though. Okay, so when he had to come in and save his brother in the that, first yeah. round. I, that little story. Okay. okay, yeah, we got a reason now. We can't cut that off in the semifinal. There's something there. And then when it came finals, you could if you go and watch – Watch from the moment he comes out of the uh, from behind the apron or from behind the curtain all the way to when the match starts. And you're going to see in his eyes and face the happiest man. And I I, I even have it on Twitter. I put down. I said, he's going to win it all. I see the wink on his eye. That's the look. Yep. That's the look. (laughs) And then Murdoch turned around and liked it. And I went, oh, ho, ho. Here we Uh, go. (laughs) Like right after. I'm sorry. Like right after the match, he liked it. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, he obviously, Mieto found out he won, and he was just so happy to just go out there and do it. And if you look at the way he was dressed from beginning to end, this was the Mieto show. Really, yeah. look at it. He comes out with that fucking awesome-ass mask on, and he's got the, the outfit. Like That was the Mieto show, front to back, and I believe he earned it. Yeah, for sure. I, I, was, I was so glad he won. I've been saying, I, I've been hoping for like a... One of him and Ciclope have a TOS three rematch, but him just being able to win this one was awesome. Um, I'll be remiss to ask just because we're I don't, I don't know how much longer we got, but before just in case we don't forget, June Kasai versus Nick Gage. Oh, holy shit! That lived up to expectations in my book. I know some people were ragging on and saying those little bit because they're older in their prime. Fuck that! They went out there. They did it. They might have done it smarter, which was yeah. just yeah. violence and just as much blood. And they told an awesome story. I loved it. it. The crowd for that match too was super into it. And Nick wearing that twenty three Jordan shirt did get me scared. <laughs> did get me scared. That like, don't take fate, motherfucker. <laughs> that got me because I was sitting there going, "Okay, not only is that the old uh, death." 
the old death j- jersey kind of thing. But also, I thought maybe it was even a throwback to Cologne. But I don't know how long those two got along. You know what I mean? I didn't even think about that. I swear to God, I didn't even think about Cologne involvement there. Yeah, I thought maybe that was his throwback. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe it served two purposes, or maybe we dug into it too hard. But I think it was one. Didn't even think about it. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's fun to think about, no? So I think a fan handed him that jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a there's a uh, there's a person on uh, Twitter that said he he used my jersey or something like that. But oh, okay. it could just be me smoking and being an idiot, forgetting, and I'm looking at shit two in the morning. So you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, that, that was a good match. I thought that delivered and everything. I'm glad they were able to have that moment with those two, and uh, NAC was perfect. I, I thought it was that was good. It was a good match. Let's see here. So you're talking about the aftermath. Yep. Yeah, dude, that thing was insane. Um, Tara Zepp now, she really does love her death matches. So I think I got my wish of seeing her. My hope is that she continues to improve and then steps up to that GCW level. Because, again, I, I feel like she's one of those ones that the fans just are going to love. It's the whole clown thing. It's the whole, it just, it just works. So I think that's going to happen there. Um, yeah. Now I'm thrown off because I'm looking at my notes from Aftermath here, too. Um, one thing that my wife mentioned, Turtle mentioned, she wants louder entrance music on the shows. And when you go back and listen, you can hear, like, it's really hard to hear the music. And if you watch wrestling shows, half the fun is banging that fucking music out when the wrestler walks out. I know. Yeah. Also copyrighted, kind of. So I know you may have to do something there, but Give me a good bit of it, just because. I mean, it's the wrestler's entrance. Let's see. What else here do I have? Violence is Forever versus Wasted Youth. I I knew that was only going to go one way. Yeah. You're, you're a Violence is Forever fan. I'm not as much. I don't have any hatred towards it because, you know, people are like, I don't like them. Therefore, I must have something mean to say. I, I really don't. Actually, I think they're very nice guys. It's just I haven't been able to uh, connect with their personalities yet. Now, you know who else I used to say this about? Los Masisa. Oh, Los Masisa. Masha also. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there are some I just have to take them in for a while before I get it. But for right now, for me, I don't connect with them yet. I feel like they go in and they do whatever they need to do well. But after that, I don't hear much from them. And I feel like I need to know a little more about them. I just don't know if they're the stay strong, silent types. And it seems like they're more strong, silent types. Yeah, I... I... I think they fit in perfectly with GCW. Yeah, that was a that big happiness and big uh, one thing I'm thankful for in 2023 is getting violence is forever in a GCW ring and then seeing how quickly they rose to the tag ranks and dominate. Um, yeah, this one against Wasted Youth, I just I would like to see other teams. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's other teams out there, and I know this was uh, no fault to Austin Luke, but Marcus Mathers was supposed to have this match. And I think he got hurt. Yeah. Oh, um, also the since your your boys on it, my boy against your boy, Leo Rush versus Cole Radrick. That was a good match for Cole. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it went really well. Also, Cole's losing weight. Last time, isn't he about to get Gresham? Yeah, but like he's getting some major matches right now too. <laughs> Bizard's giving you shit on Leo Rush. 
I'm, yeah. I'm reading everything you're saying, dude. I just can't say it all out loud. I get all squirreled up and then I forget what the hell I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cole Radrick's My Favorite Wrestler was a cool chant. I'm going to try to see if I can remember yep. that one in Las Vegas and L.A. So if you hear me say it or somebody sing it or uh, somebody yell it, you got to say it with me. Yeah, yeah. everybody was really heavy, heavily invested in that match. Yeah, Cole, last time I talked to him, he said he was down like 15. I think he's down even further than that now. So I think he's going to be taking himself more seriously also, by the way. Just a, I think I, I think it's good because he's getting some top-notch matches now. Now it's the time to put on those showcases if he wants, like kind of seems like on Twitter, he wants more bookings, other places. These matches are going to be yep. uh, good tape to put out there to uh, promoters. I feel like he he carried the extreme title well too. I wouldn't be against him having it again down the road or even next. Uh, I wouldn't give him the JCW title though. I think he's above that. Yep, I think so too. I just if anything, think, yeah, his next his next step might be ultraviolet. I think. Why not? That's a great idea. Why the hell not? Plus, again, Masha's had it for so long. It wouldn't hurt to maybe find out what's going on with that. Yeah, I kind of would like that belt. Uh defended a lot more in 2024 i guess that would be my one thing i'm gonna look that stat up right now how often that belt was defended this year Ooh, that's a good one worth looking up huh okay um yeah emerson jane versus joey Danella for that one i just felt like they both did a really good job and i think this was the match that helped joey know that she was worth coming uh bringing back again i think was the best way i could put that Violento Jack versus Mike Speedball, Mike Bailey. Let's see here if I have anything good on that one. Yeah, just basically Speedball being a face champion, which we talked about earlier. Violento is a solid performer. I don't know if there's anything that really sets him apart, but every time we ask him to do anything, it's like he can just do. I that was this as we said we you're we talking about like wrestlers you don't get I kind of always not gotten like why Violent Jack is getting all these big pushes of GCW like Brett loves this fucking guy like the way he talks about him like pushing him and I get it and like I think he's good but I just didn't get like the wow this weekend he did show a lot more and I think it was more not even like the death match it was more the groundwork this match against Speedball I enjoyed more than like his deathmatch kind of shit. So uh, I like seeing the variety of him. So I'm now looking, look more looking forward to seeing his matches than I was before this weekend. That's for sure. Uh, just real fast through that ultraviolet title 13 times last year, which I guess isn't bad. One time a month, we're seeing the ultraviolet title defended on average, even though it didn't look, on seem that way. It didn't seem that way this year, but we got like four titles in one weekend, title defense in one weekend in Japan because of Tokyo yeah. and stuff. So it does depend on location, which sucks, but I would like to see someone else hold that belt that would defend it a lot more out here in the stage and kind of reinvigorate the deathmatch scene out here. Because I feel like we did lose a lot of, not lots of stars, but there wasn't a lot of new names to talk about in deathmatch wrestling other than what GCW brought over. I didn't feel like I found a lot more new names as I did in years past where there was all these deathmatch wrestlers nonstop. I feel like the crop of talent really slowed down uh last year so maybe gcw kind of brings it back to the forefront and gets people and excited to do deathmatch wrestling again okay so my thoughts hmm i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of the best way to put my thoughts on this we haven't had a lot of fresh talent in the deathmatch scene in the last three years period everyone you see there has been there anywhere between five and 25 years we're just not seeing a lot of fresh talent come through recently or brought over from overseas. Yeah. And if they, which isn't a bad thing, a death match scene for quite a long time. 
Yeah, I don't mind seeing all the new names like Big Fucking Joe that we've seen and all them. Like, I don't mind seeing all those names regularly come back from uh, come back to the states and wrestle for GCW and death matches because they're top top talent from over there. And I honestly think we've done and tapped about as much as we're going to do and tap in Japan. And I really think right now American deathmatch is, is really the hot thing. I also think the American independent scene right now is the hot thing. And I think the spearhead at that of that entire movement is and should be GCW from the beginning. So I know we're over there on the island doing things and bringing people halfway across the world. But again, there's a lot of fantastic talent right here in the United States that needs to be given. Um an equal amount of time if not more because right now again the deathmatch scene the american wrestling scene i feel is is growing in popularity and i feel the only way to do that is to continue to grow the american scene and the reason i say that is because <laughs> i know this is a very long statement no but no in japanese wrestlers generally is going to make the hardcore fans happy and it doesn't generally bring in any new fans at least on the american scene very rare i i uh <laughs> i really would like to see gcw do some more mainstream things instead of going pro japan about everything our weekend that's coming up our collective weekend is half companies from other places which is fine but nobody knows any of those names also we had one of the most fantastic uh tournament no ngis that we've probably had in a long time but i know a lot of those names were not names that fans asked for and i know that i feel that at some point that also may have even affected ticket sales and, and i know that's also me jumping out on a boat here but i can tell you when we were asked on patreon who would you like to see in the next ngi none of the joe was their name <laughs> yeah like none of the names that were really on the card that we saw in ngi8 was actually any of the ones that the paying fans wanted however the show that was put on was absolutely fantastic but that does show a glaring problem what the fans want to see and what the fans are given sometimes are two different things that's fine but i mean i feel like as fans were being told hey do you like this grilled cheese hey have you tried this grilled cheese hey and you know what some of us have been watching wrestling for so long maybe we're not grilled cheese fans so like for me, and no, I mean, I'm seriously, I'm not a big fan of Japanese wrestling. Partially it's this, the speech thing, because I don't know what they're saying and whatnot. There's a lack of connection emotionally. I just don't have a connection emotionally with them. Um, and that's unfortunate, but I just, I, I've, I don't know. All my stars have mostly been uh, an English speaking American. So when I try to go from another continent or another, it's always different. And because of the the difference in barrier of language or even just the way, um, what's the word for it? It's getting late and that's the word for it. <laughs> no, um, culture, the culture differences, I, the culture differences, sometimes I don't connect as well or as much. So, you know what I mean? Some of them are in video game mode and I love my video games, but I'm not always like my wrestling isn't always in video game mode. So I don't know. I what? I don't know. One cool thing, uh, not like the picture, like we were just kind of talking about the culture stuff, seeing how the GCW, the MDK culture is affecting wrestling. Like it was kind of cool seeing Maki and Rena. I think it was in Stardom or TJPW. Or, uh, no, no, it's not Stardom. It was Tokyo TJPW. They wrestled and they had they, at the end of the match, they should do the MTK and show respect. I thought that was so fucking cool. Like that's like, like when 
like I always go to the Ric Flair last match, seeing just GCW, seeing like our culture infect like the wrestling, yes. different wrestling, yeah, outside cultures from GCW. It's kind of fun seeing how they kind of cross check it, but it's also cool seeing it just being done worldwide, literally at this point. Also, you were talking about new talent, so and I don't, I know you don't I haven't watched too much WWE. You said as of late, but yeah. with all those free agents now, all those talents that are free to sign everywhere. Um, I don't know how well you know the list or anything or any names that you would kind of see because I know there's like Dolph Ziggler out there. One of the, one name for me is Elias that not a lot of people have said anything about, but that he can go in the ring. He's got a super cool like kind of character and gimmick. I think he's he if he he is going to do what Cardona is doing on the independent scene. I Thank think you. he's going to have a giant year, Elias or Elijah. Now I am I I am begging for Brett to bring Elijah to G, uh, GCW because I think he could do some fucking awesome work. We got AJ Francis. Um, uh, GCW yeah. is a personality uh, kind of fan. Like, if you wanted to watch, like, if you have personality, GCW fans will love you. And Elijah has so much personality. You can see he's just it's just oozing out of his ears. If him and Cardona get together, that would be an unstoppable team. They would be too much for the independent scene. But um, yeah, if if he spends some time talking to Cardona, I have a feeling he would be smart enough to be able to just stay within the independent scene and probably do damn well as long as he harnesses what made him popular to begin with. Bizzard, you uh, yeah. any about grilled yeah, cheese? Yeah. I mean, grilled uh, a hot ham and cheese, bro. Grilled cheese all day long, but hot ham and cheese is great. Ezekiel was Triple H's biggest failure. Vince got him over huge. You know, that's interesting. I feel what got over Ezekiel was Ezekiel, and I don't feel... I think, like, the fans pushed him over, too, and I don't know. I'm unsure. I know he got some spotlights, but I feel like he was set to fail from the beginning. I don't think they expected him to be as popular as he did. Dude just went out there with a guitar and went, Bring, you know, and just when he was in NXT, he was lighting up. And exactly like what? And he didn't even get popular. In NXT he got popular. In main roster. But like I went to a couple of NXT house shows and you just heard walk with the lights was like the loudest thing ever. And I, I think he could do big things. Like I really want to see what he could do. Uh, and, just in just outside with his own creative freedom because i think he's uh oh yeah that's why i didn't say samson i didn't have the last name <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with wizard though i didn't like his nxt version the minute he went up to the main roster man he blew up that was the same character like that's what i kind of think it did yeah character. exact same character that's what's kind of funny yeah it's weird it's like what really changed past maybe just a couple of the fans that you know one day that I'm getting hopeful for, because I saw he signed for Revolver, and that's GCW levelish. Shelton Benjamin, he has been a favorite of mine since day one. He showed up on the roster, and if I get to see him like versus Speedball in GCW ring, forget about it. Like Shelton is what a huge name I would like to get. Here's one for you. You ready? Get ready for the time when AEW decides that it needs to cut some fat and get the roster chunked down by about 40 to 50 people. I'm not going to name names, but I could tell you there's going to be a lot of talent floating around out there that's going to want to get a call from GCW in the next couple years because I don't think AEW can sustain a roster of that size. Okay, uh, and, and maybe they can, maybe they can, and that's fair, but it's just so much like talent just held into these spots that I just don't feel like the eyeballs are getting to. Well, that's why I'm, I I kind of wish they would kind of focus more back on putting like these, yeah. Leading. I would wish 
I wish they would put these guys out there like they are names, but they're just not being used as storyline, but use them in Ring of Honor. Give them a little push. Reheat them back up. Give them a new little tweak to the gimmick. Like, that's what those are for. That's what the dark, te- the YouTube fucking show was for. Like, that's yep. when they first started. That's how they were building the acclaimed up through dark and all this shit. Like, that's what was cool to see. And I, I loved watching that because you would see Matthew Justice wrestling on AEW Dark. Like, that's what you see. The Blake Christians. You get to see all these young independent talents. So, like, I, I think they have a lot of talent, which is good. But I think they just need to use it better. And not put the same guys on for like put up like use them on other different shows where they're not being used. Like if they're hurt and whatever, then you're saving them to recover. That's fine. But if they're you just don't have storyline purposes, creative anything for them, put them on there. Let them go out there for three four minutes, do something, and work it from there. And I think that's where I love. That's where I loved AEW, and I wish they would kind of get back to that kind of point because I th- I love the fact that they have a stacked fucking roster because you could have cool shows five days a week on AEW, like how they were kind of doing back in the day. Okay. So since we had someone mentioned here too, biz bro, Cody was the first step. Uh, Cody leaving was the first step in me saying, I don't know how much I want to see this, but I'm going to stick around because I have a feeling that, you know, if we just take him out of the way, we'll see what changes. And what changes was a lot of the NWA and old guard, like, and Arn Anderson and whatnot that was coming in there to help make the program be a little more solid as an overall product ended up falling to the wayside. And then I'm going, okay, what's going to happen here? Then code, uh, then, uh, blah, 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 blah. I almost said Cody. Then, um, CM Punk came in and I go, all right, I'm good with this. Let's see what he can do. Um, and I do believe we were still outside of the show in London. That show in Las Vegas was probably the peak when uh, CM Punk won at Double or Nothing, that was that was peak G, uh, AEW, I think, that night. But um, yeah, CM Punk leaving, I think, was a good thing. And then here goes Jade, the door. MJF is going to go when it's time. Let's not bullshit. It feels like- that would be now. But I don't, he's, he's coming yeah. back. He's signed. He like they're kind of joking. They're not going to talk about it. I think he's going to come back in a surprise. But like he absolutely signed. But the way they kind of booked it all was kind of yeah. smart creatively to get people to think about it. Well, it is creative, and here's why. Let's just say your your wrestler who's really huge is out for six weeks. You know what you do for the next six weeks? You talk about it. You create doubt. Is he coming back? Is he this? Is he that? That keeps the name fresh in everybody's mind. All the fans are retweeting and blah blah. Yeah, so um, uh, Cody Rhodes had all these wonderful people with him that I felt like brought a lot of talent with them and um, experience. Experience is the word I'm looking for with them. And I feel like that started to flush away when Cody left. And then, then Punk leaves, and you're starting to see now that some of these greater, older individuals in production even are now starting to fall away. That tells me somewhere a change has been made in the last couple months and everybody, at least the ones who take wrestling seriously, are not sticking with it. I think it's... Okay. WWE is a billion-dollar machine. They had a billion-dollar machine behind people like Adam Cole and several others. On the NXT roster, they were mid they were pushed to the moon moon like they were amazing, but really when it came down to ratings, they were mid. Now, these these guys are brought over to AEW, and now they're pulling mid ratings over here. 
And the unfortunate part is I don't even know if Adam Cole can wrestle or if he's in wrestling shape sometimes because he comes out looking ill to a point to where sometimes I wonder if something's wrong and AEW is just trying to keep him in storylines while he feels better. Because looking at him, that does not look like NXT Adam Cole. And that's fucked up because usually as you get older, your body matures and kind of spreads out more, not gets thinner and smaller. I think it's uh, like wrestling on laurels, like a lot of AEWs, wrestling on laurels. Exactly. Okay, we're with our friends. We're with our friends. We're doing wrestling. We're making money. We're working a lot less than we would have if we would have done on the indies. We're making a lot more. I just feel a lot of wrestling on the laurels. Now, when it started, they had all the heart in the world and push and shove. to. They had to fight to survive. Now they realize, hey, we kind of do have a security blanket. We're going to survive no matter what. They, I feel like they kind of have done taking the foot off the gas and also injuries and stupid shit like everything else. Every pay-per-view, this is, seems to be stupid shit that always happens. I think yeah. they'll just always shoot themselves in their own foot too. How how do you how many injuries per pay-per-view can those guys have too? Nick Wayne sustained less injuries at crazy ass GCW than he did at AEW. Motherfucker got his tooth chipped he's gotten all kinds of shit fucked like his face was all fucked up on like the first week or two of it <laughs> yeah first week they got jumped who should be telling who to take care of the talent anyway though um that, i'm just saying though how many injuries do we really see at gcw you know how many times I, do you see the the referee throwing up the x and we have to bring out a cart no which doesn't happen i mean lord i can knock on yeah you know but uh Okay, so yeah, with AEW right now, what I look at is there's a lot of nerdy jokes. It just seems like a lot of nerdy jokes. You have Chris Jericho, who looks like the 25-year-old guy at the high school party. And no, seriously, and he thinks he's cool and no one can be in the position to tell him he's not cool. So, you know, like if everybody's wearing polka dots in the cool group, then, you know, one day Jericho is going to wear polka dots and be cool too. And then it's not cool anymore when the old guy does it. So I look at that, the young bucks, they just, they can't be heels, so they need to stop it. Their, their attempts at heels look like shit. They're not believable. They used to be something so fantastic. I miss the, the pro wrestling gorilla bucks, but what they are now looks just, it's just, it's just sad. They are not the same bucks, bro. And they just don't seem, I don't know. Play the hits. It, well, what's going on is you can tell there's one guy at the top who's just a dork, who he's making dorky jokes. And he thinks this, like, first of all, Danhausen could have been handled when he first got there in so many other ways that he wouldn't have looked like he did. But instead they did. They could have kept Danhausen in vignettes for the next year. He wouldn't have even had to step in a ring. All he had to do was just come on the screen and go, hello. Oh, I'm not saying he got hurt. He got hurt right away. Like right away, when, I think that's right when he broke his ankle was around that time. Yeah, and you know what? It wouldn't have hurt his career at all because all you'd have to do is turn on the camera and go, well, hello, da-da-da-da-da-da. Just, it's not hard. But there's I think, uh, jokes going on. Adam Cole being at the forefront of another fucking wrestling business when he hasn't shown anything at the last wrestling businesses he's at tells me a lot. And from the outside, it looks like it's about who he's friends with. That's what it seems like. It's a big friends club right now. And unfortunately, all the friends are dorks and they don't understand why they're not going over on, you know, and, and getting more fans, probably because a lot of their humor sucks. I don't, outside of a fan, I'm never going to wear a scissor me daddy ass shirt ever. Do you know how stupid that fucking sounds outside of fandom? Think about that. Think about someone 45 years old yelling scissor me daddy ass at a live event with their kid. 
at some point, people have to think about that. There's been complaints about their their uh, their merch, the lack of, and then the merch they do have. Some of it isn't that great. Like, there's so many things going on at that company. And honestly, cutting the bottom 50 fucking talent right off of their sheet would be the smartest thing they would do. And yeah, I didn't want to go too far in that, but I could go far. I'm very disappointed in a company we had so much hope in three, four years ago to turn into some nerd's joke. And that- I still got hope. I- I'll, I'll, I'll put my foot down now. You put I- too much AEW slander now, damn it. I took too much. No, I'm just kidding. I love AEW. I've kind of looked at the positive. I think that's why I think that's why they stockpiled that roster where no matter what comes up, they will have somebody there to step up and can do stuff. Yeah. As we see now, like Swerve stepped up. I, that, that was when they picked him up, I said he better be a fucking star. I didn't expect him to be this fast, but I knew he would be a star, but not like this. And him doing it's awesome to see, but I think that's I I'm being more optimistic, even though uh there are like every single I found I mean month is terrible. I know. No, every month it, it you don't make it sound terrible. I see all this shit every day, and it's like it's it. I can't say I can't disagree with anything that anybody says. I just look at the optimistic point. Like he's five years, he's a fan. He's an Uber yep. fan. Yep. I think he should not have taken full control over creative like how he how he did. I thought he should have kept on delegating it because then that's less fucking headaches for him. And like it became better, I thought, because each freaking thing was segmentized and like had its own person to deal with it and it made it a lot bit better. Now instead of you got one person doing two storylines the same way at two different parts of the card with two different factions. And that's what I don't like. Like that's what every anything that anybody says. I cannot disagree with it, but I just think them. He's got a lot of money. He's got TV back, and he's got he's got security. He's got security in every place that you need it as a company, especially as a resident company. And he's gonna try do shit. And I'm glad he's able to. But also, dude, he's been five years. They've already sold made the eighty thousand in Wembley. Like that's fucking insane. That's credible. So he's done a lot of good things, and I think a lot of people compare it. They want to call it like competition where I think he kind of straight away and made it competition. Yes. He but did. when they first started, they were fucking an alternative. They weren't, they were going to do shit differently than AW. They were going to have a place for, Hey, you're getting treated like shit here or you're fucking an indie wrestler coming up. I'm going to give you work here and we're going to do something different. And then throughout that point, it became, they grew, which was good, but then so did his ego and it became a competition and, like while the competition is good, you cannot do what the competition is doing when your fan base and everything was started off as an alternative. They should go like this is me going back to GCW. Go back to what GCW was hot at the Rick, run Ricky run pay-per-views and TOS 666. Go back to that. And that's what they're starting to do with all these heels tables and the Cardonas and the Manson Effie, they're starting to bring that feeling back. And I just, I think that's where AEW, and they're starting to with the Continental Classic. That was like the best ratings and shit they've done. And it was entertaining and fun. And that's fucking wrestling. That's what I came to watch AEW for is their in ring wrestling. Yes, MJF could cut a promo. Chris Jericho could stop cutting promos and all like, but I don't want it to become the the same storyline shit that WWE is doing. I want them to do their own shit. I think when they do their own shit, that's completely opposite from WWE. That's when they've excelled. Like, like I just go back to this Continental Classic and other things that they've done, like new working with New Japan and stuff. When they've done that stuff differently than WWE, it's worked. And when they try to do what WWE is doing, they get demolished. 
Well, when they started, it was a new hope. It really, yeah. Star Wars, it was like a new hope. Like, holy shit, we've been in the dark for so many years. All of these people who have been in wrestling for all this time are finally going to get together and go, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it the way we feel the fans want it to be done. So we were all full of if you're so fun. Joe. I was there. I was there at the press conference. I went to the press conference in 30 to, in this weather, like around this time of year yeah. at the MGM, and it was raining. And I'm out there as they introduce, they sign Kenny Omega because he just got released or yeah. just finished his New Japan contract. It was Jericho and the Bucks. They were the only ones signed at that time. I got to see. I was out. I've been AEW since day one, and that's yeah. why, like, sitting here, like, you went on your thing. You said nothing wrong, but it's like, man, it hurts, man, hearing it because I've been that's in there true. day one. It's true, and it's right and, it, and I'm a day one with you. Do you know what got me on day one that I really wish they would have really done more with? The first show was all in. Now, we didn't know if another one was going to happen, right? That was nuts. That was completely yeah. different. Yeah, you know who the breakout star was? Darby Allen. All in. Literally with the same last name. Oh, yeah, I get Darby. I didn't even, I'm not in. Dar- Darby was the breakout of that I show. still don't like him. I, well, I'm just letting you know. No, he's he not for the breakout yeah. of the show. And to me- I thought Joey was. The, the skateboard- the skateboard kids, you know what I mean? Like, what'd you say that Joey was? I thought Joey Janela was the breakout. The match that uh, him and um, fuck was it Adam? Uh, was it Adam Page? I think they had uh, like because Joey was on the first all in and like yeah. If if I'm not mistaken, I I could be. Oh wait, not GCW all in. Now we're gonna. Now you're making me question myself. Well, what I, what I what I was what I was Bad. thinking though was at some point a lot of talent out of AEW is gonna have to get flushed, and when they do, I'm really curious to see how many of them end up back in GCW or end up in GCW for their first time. Just kind of curious about that, but yeah, um, yeah, I was day one. I watched all in. I made my family. I made my family watch all in. I was like, you guys don't get it. This is the birth of a new company. You don't know how important it is when there's a birth of a new company. This has only happened so many times in my life, so on and so forth. Like, I did. That's why I'm excited. This is the first time in my life I got to start a new company. When, um, when, when the first problem, yeah, when the first problem happened between Punk and, uh, and the boys over there. That was the last of me watching. I I felt like I went, you know what? It feels like they're trying to get him to fight to leave. And then after Punk got his job at WWE, I went, oh my God. They got Punk in a situation where he ended up winning. Punk won. Punk's the one bringing home bigger money now. And, you know, he's in a company where it's nice and safe. He comes out looking healthier his physique is better. I also think WWE just has better trainers. I know that's probably 100% true, but maybe the fact that a lot of these guys, they have better trainers, maybe they have better testosterone that they're working with. Like, I don't know. Better, better uh, everything. You know, they got better uh, nutritionists. And, uh, yeah, exactly. A billion dollar machine behind them. So, I mean, they could probably have me walking in there and walking out of there looking like freaking The Rock with as much money as they have working into that place. Um. Yeah, Hangman. I was right. Hangman and Joey Janela. That's when what's his name showed up at the end. Uh, go. I don't want to say his name, but yeah. Honestly, uh, when no. I, Who? He's kind of canceled now. <laughs> Joey Ryan. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Joey Ryan. Yeah. When that well, and that like that was the most questionable part of all. It was that part too. But uh, yeah, Joey and Hangman. I thought that to me that's a match that honestly, 
I, I, that's the match that stuck out other than like the main events. And I forgot Okada went against another name, or should I say Squirrel. Uh, Omega and Penta was also a full match in yeah. Jericho show. It was awesome. But the one match, if you had to tell me, name one match from All In, I'm going Joey Janela Hangman. They had a crazy, like, they were like, yeah, Chicago Street Fight. There it is. It was a crazy. I remember they were fighting all over the place. Um, it was a good one. Anything Janela in for some reason just has an entertainment value to it. It might not be the top notch entertainment value, but there's going to be entertainment. Yeah. Like an unbreakable table. The uh, seven times unbroken table. The, uh, I forget what match he was with on that one, but yeah, seven times. They shouldn't duck that at the table. They shouldn't duck that to the Indie Hall of Fame this year. The, the unbreakable table. <laughs> you know what? That would be, that would be great if they just had one table that goes in as the unbreakable. All right, well, uh, as we kind of close down here, uh, any more GCW? GCW, I know. We've gone all over the place. This hasn't been a strictly GCW, but we've hit GCW, but we've also, we've had a lot of wrestling to talk about, so let's glad to get it all off our desk. I've crapped on Circle 6. <laughs> crapped on AEW. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I've, I was day one AEW. What's going on here is that Punk leaving was the major win for me. Jade Cargill, that let I'll have the point wheels are falling off uh, the place, honestly. And then the fact that I know that the Bucks and Kenny Omega, they all kind of do their stuff together. That lets me know that there are two major contracts away from being sunk as a company. Because if the Bucks leave, Kenny Omega's gone. You're you're down to what? I mean, yeah. granted, there's a lot of good stuff there. It's just, is there superstar stuff or is there just good stuff? There's a lot of good and great there, but I don't know how many. How many came out of the bunch from WWE right there? You just said, well, I, I know you just said those, but I, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, fair ground. No, I get what you're saying. I, I think there's a lot of doom and gloom, but I... I, I just feel like unless there's another two or three stars that come out in 2024 in AEW, they they may find themselves in a situation. Look, there there's no way in hell Tony's sitting down going, God, I'm much better than I was a year ago. You know what I mean? He had a lot more going for him. I, I look at it as the business portion of he just put all that money into Jade just to turn around and have someone else parade his work across TV. That gets I don't me. think he put that much money into Jade, though. You don't think? Like, no. Nah. I mean, you I think maybe she just said, "Hey, people are training." No, like initial. No, I think initial contract, like what he had her on, was probably cheap as shit. And then it yeah. kind of came up, and now she wants the money, and he's like, "Like now is the time to pay up." And he's just like, "Hey, I'd rather put that money somewhere else, which I think is fine." And let then now, like he put a lot of time, maybe TV time, yeah, but yeah. he could have been building other people. But like actual money, I don't think so. But I understand what you're saying. It, you feel like yeah, you're growing somebody, then they just walk off and leave, and. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens when she does uh, WWE. Well, that's the thing. I think it's going to be a lot of looks, but I'm hearing that some of the stuff she's doing is is pretty phenomenal. So fingers crossed. Um, every now and then I will sit down and actually watch the WWE show just for fun. And I'm always sitting there going, wow, they have like, wow, look at all that <laughs> camera work. And, you know what I mean? So, But every time I watch, like I said, somewhere like MLW or, or somewhere like that, I look at it and go, God, I see why I like GCW so much better. Yeah. It's the little things. And and they're hard to explain, but the little things matter. All right. Oh, Is that it? Is that the roundup? Did we round everything up in this one? Dude, I could go another two hours if it wasn't taking a Right. Well... I think we did a good job. Yeah. 
I know it wasn't the same, the normal. We were all over the place, and that's fine. We just really wanted to do this podcast to let you guys know we're back. We got good shit coming. We're rewarming back up. We're going to get back into it. Our next podcast, like I said, I didn't even know there's shows this weekend, so uh, I might have a lot of wrestling to watch on Monday night if we record Tuesday <laughs> or whenever we record, we will get it, but our reviews are coming back. John's going to keep doing his awesome previews. We will continue to do these YouTubes. Uh, this will What you see is what you get for right now. Like I said, uh, hopefully I can talk it ain't to pretty. But hopefully I can talk into Fire J and some other people to uh that was so cool him stopping by. Honestly, like that that was awesome him stopping by. Uh Biz, you stopping by hanging out all stream has been awesome, giving us lots of uh lots of topics too. It doesn't doesn't have to be GCW. That's why we kind of we're glad this one you did chime in a lot of stuff because we do talk a lot of wrestling outside of GCW, but um we watch way more than GPW. It's just that numbers that we're that watch everything we're talking under, dude. Especially B. He's constantly <laughs> fucking he's got wrestling on 24 every night every night yes i'm missing nxt but it's all right nxt i could usually i usually watch nxt when i watch that and my and at the same time that's yeah i'm a sicko when it comes to wrestling but we just want to let the fans know we are back we did this it might not have been as pretty or we will fix it and everything else i'll, I'll probably get better <laughs> i'll shave yeah. this is like the most i've ever had any i'm ready to go to the hills and talk to bears is what i told b yes I'm ready to speak to the biz with the love. Speak to the hills. Start moon. But yeah. <laughs> but we do have fun stuff. We are coming back. We're going to get more consistent again. And uh, thank you all for uh, people that are still here and listen. Uh, it will be on YouTube. It will be multiple versions on YouTube as well. The audio <laughs> version will come out and will be edited. Uh, we'll clean it up. We'll take out some of the shit that we said on the YouTube stuff, but it's all right. And John will add some <laughs> cool clips I'm hoping for and all that stuff on this one. And uh, we'll start seeing there's some improvements and coming back strong. And uh, thank you all again um, for hanging out and listening and for dealing with us. Hell yeah. So is this how we close the thing out then? We just do it here, right? I was about to say, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we get them out of here, if we can remember how to? It has been a long time. Thank you to the GC Dub podcast for uh, just kind of shouting us out and keeping us going. They had me on over there. Yeah, they had you on the um, This month, I believe, is going to be their one-year anniversary, so congratulations to them. Nice. Um, hello, and uh, thank you to my family, my wife, your family. Awesome, of course. We're starting a new year, so we'll just start it right with all the sappy shit. Um, yeah, shout out to my wife too and all that support and love. Our families, obviously, they let us do this shit. So listeners. start off the new year the right way. Hell yeah. So yeah, we're just uh we're just doing our thing. But um seriously, man, thank you so much. We're just normal people. We're just fans. And we're not perfect, but we're perfect like fans, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what we try to like. be. We're not perfect. I have all said I'm a perfect fan, that's for sure. I'm a shitty fan because you like I said, in one match you could get me flip flopping four different ways where I love it and I hate it. So I am the worst fan. Um I guess we'd be remiss too before we say we got those LA shows and Phoenix show coming up. I got okay. Phoenix up in the background trying to promote it here. Uh that my boy's Nile Theater, he helps run the place. He's awesome. It, Nile's going to be crazy. The lineup is crazy. Um, I know GCW's happy with the ticket turnout and everything, and I'm happy Arizona's going. I will be there. You'll be there. Uh, I'm, we're doing Psycho Trip. I'm doing a Psycho Trip. At least you're doing Psycho Trip and stuff. I'm going more Psycho. Um, yeah, but yeah so, shout out oh, so Arizona. That real quick. I'm doing, okay, so I'm going from Las Vegas to LA. That's four and a half hours. I'm watching the show that night. Waking up in the morning and then LA to Phoenix, that's six hours. 
watching the show that night, waking up in the morning, heading home to Las Vegas. It's about four and a half to five hours. That's what I'm doing. Now let's hear your fun. <laughs> I am going from Vegas to LA, going to the show. And then after LA, the next uh, morning, driving back to Vegas, got some stuff to take care of back in Vegas real fast. And then heading from LA to Vegas, Vegas to Phoenix, walking into the Nile, energized and ready to fucking have a party. I, I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm actually like, as it's getting closer, I'm glad I like the picture up on my computer to get me hyped. I'm actually really looking forward to being at a new venue, seeing the Arizona guys again, uh, being in a new venue, someplace that they know it's special. I can, I know yeah. I talked to some of those other fans. They're excited in here. And like, they got like the whole front row was pretty much all like our group was like 25. I was, say, front I was row. wondering how many people are you or I got to know at this. It's easy. That, they got 25. I didn't get front row. I just got GA. Uh, yeah, I missed out. Like, that's how fast it was. I missed out. So uh, I'm going to be standing in GA or I'll ask Brett, like, hey, can I stand with you guys? And just kind of watch and just watch some shit. But I'll be there and enjoying the show. And I think that's going to be fun. But yeah, I'm doing a major crazy drive. And um, but yeah, there was that. Explain, I'll explain why we do it, too. We only get one show in Las Vegas a year. If we're exactly. lucky, a second show. And we do the podcast. So it's like. Man, we gotta, you know, no, we're not sitting together. We actually, yeah, like I got, I missed the apart, We minutes apart from each other. Oh, oh, he's talking about sitting for the show. Yeah, no, no, no. I guess we're not sitting together. Generally, um, in LA, I'll take the floor front row, and he takes the um, the stage. What's it called? The stage front row. So if you look on screen, generally Brett will put us dead center on the stage on the floor, and then Brent, you'll see or B, you'll just see to the right on the stage in the front row. So we all have our tickets that we like. I would love to go up there on the stage and sit one time because I think it's a really cool spot. But my wife, because she takes pictures, she loves being dead in the action. She can, she got good action pictures there, but like also she can take awesome pictures on stage because this is a straight shot right there. What, but, but she's down low. She gets different angles. Those are a little different. Like, yeah. Like if you take it from there, like anybody, that's a TV angle. So I get where she's better off down there. Um, Real fast, I did want to say because my wife will kill me if I forget because of the break and everything. And uh, she's got like her own little side business doing crafts and um, do, making fresh cheese, make, make, make a lot of stuff, making stuff sense, soaps, uh, melts whatever you guys want but she is she did offer as we uh kind of come back is a scent it is our gcw plants podcast logo and anybody the first 10 people that dms responds comments anywhere sends out something to one of us uh we will send you one of these for free it's just a little thing it uh, makes your car smell good it smells good for like a month too it's really good but we'll have our logo on it and stuff hanging in the car hanging in the house hanging somewhere but uh yeah we got stuff and so she wanted to do that as a little thank you and sorry for not recording for a long time nothing on her end but just as a sorry on my on my behalf because uh we had a lot of stuff going on but we're back and she just wanted to make sure the fans know where we're back and she wanted to do something nice for you guys so first 10 people she said to hit me up with that and uh we'll send you out that for free just a little something a little thank you and uh we got that stuff she makes t-shirts and everything else so uh yeah just a quick shout out before i forget that and i know that turtle does some cool stuff and takes pictures and i know the, the wrestlers are tagging her pictures a lot now on on twitter i've been seeing which has been awesome yeah it's like yeah you'll use them in so yeah, there are certain wrestlers that we kind of get along with better than others. And when she takes decent pictures, then they'll, you know, they'll be like, all right, cool. So you'll see a lot of Mansur's pictures and a lot of Effie's pictures are generally going to have stuff stuff in there, which is really nice of them. They are stupid 
stupid supportive of us. A large bit of that locker room is stupid supportive. So also thank you to them because honestly, without a lot of nice DMs and things to say and really pushing us along, we wouldn't have as much oomph as we do. They, it really is nice to hear from the talent and go, hey, you know, this is what's going on. This... Okay. All right, let's get him out of here before we have to start charging him for that kind of stuff. <laughs> All right, Biz, thank you for hanging out. Everyone else to stop by. The we got some five, I uh, think five or six viewers max earlier, so that was awesome. Fire J stopping in. Um, Biz obviously been here all trip, and I can't scroll up to high enough, but we got some other people that showed up. So, yeah, AG, that's AHG. So, thank you all for everyone to stop by. We are back. The, much, the podcast is back. Yeah, much love to you guys, too, Biz. Um, and, yeah, let's send them out of here then. And, uh, all right. I guess, yeah, we will be. We will be back covering whatever those next shows were. I forgot. I just delete, deleted a uh, Columbus shows. Yes. All right. Here we go. All right. It's been a while. Okay. Long, Long live. 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 That's good. Live. G. No, no, no. Lit. G. Oh, we fucked it. G. G. C. C. W. W.